Welcome to the Grand X Studios, recording from Austin, Texas. This is the most underrated sports podcast in the greater Big 12 area. I'm your host, Dan Regesser, and I am joined, as always, with Ross Bolin. Hello, Dan. What's up? Prepared to talk sports, I am. This is the college football preview. Oh, I didn't really... I'm not really prepared for that. And we're joined, as always, with Dylan Shivery. The greater Big 12 area, I don't even know like what that covers anymore. I mean, all the expansion shit. Which teams are even in the Big 12 I'll name anymore? some Big 12 teams. The University of Texas... Yeah, I know that. Oklahoma State one. University, Baylor University. Are there even twelve? That's teams all in the I've Big got. Twelve right now. Fuck no. There's no, seven. I think it's ten. Right? How many are in the Pac-10? The Pac-12. Is it the Pac-12 now? Yeah, it's Pac-12. Oh yeah, that's right. How many are in the Pac-12? Is it actually twelve? I think it's actually twelve. Okay. But yeah, uh, we got a loaded show for you today. We have uh, the AP Top Twenty Five came out Monday. We're Sweet. gonna run through the entire AP Top Twenty Five. I'm gonna give you some little information nuggets about each team you guys can obviously chime in whenever you can and then i'm going to ask you a question about each team at the end i look forward to giving you my well thought out poignant answers poignant huge surprise here the number one team in the preseason ap top 25 your alabama crimson tide wow that's crazy yeah just get used to it. Until Nick Saban retires, it's going to be this way. And actually, it might even continue even after he retires. So, mm. uh, Is this multiple years in a row? Two years? Three years? Eight years? Yeah, he's preseason number one? Uh-huh. It, it's got to be at least three, right? It feels like that. I mean, he's he, may, in he may have been top two. Top three, top five. He may have five. been two here and there, but yeah, pretty much. Since he's been there, really. Huh. Uh, so probably the scariest thing about this is it's the most explosive offense he's probably ever had with Tua. At the helm? Oh God, I yeah. forgot about that dude. Yeah, I mean, damn, that was last season, dude. That legitimately feel feels like three years ago. I agree. How is that? And this kid is a sophomore, true sophomore. Oh, that kid's gonna fuck everybody up. He's gonna fuck everybody up. Oh, it's gonna be bad, dude. He's got a tight. This name is three too. years in a row for Alabama preseason poll number one. By the way, dude, Alabama never has a good like a really good quarterback. Yeah, they always he's have an a, actual five star. This is like the best quarterback they've ever. They had. always have a serviceable guy with a kind of good arm, but he can't throw it past like fifteen yards. And, 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 and he's mostly a runner in an NFL caliber offensive line. Yeah, that he stands. That he stands behind and just wrecks shop. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They have Jalen Hurts, who is right. going to graduate in December as their backup. So, like, that's not a bad backup to have. I thought he was looking to leave. He's probably going to. Uh, like, he'll be a grad transfer next year. Okay. He'll, I think he'll still have, like, another year of eligibility. So, he'll probably go to, like, FAU or something. Go to Kevin. Dude, he really should just chill and just get drafted lower than he would have. He's not going to get drafted. He's not going to get drafted. Oh, really? Hell no. 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 Oh, okay. He's not an NFL quarterback. Oh, I, dude, I have no idea. I don't know yeah. shit about college football, admittedly. No, nah, he's not going to get drafted unless he switches positions. I don't know what kind of athlete he is. He could be a receiver or some shit. I don't know. Huh. But uh, Tua, obviously, he played sporadically throughout the season, but really noted for that second-half comeback in the National Championship game against Georgia. He's already one of the Heisman favorites. That's wild. I mean, he for most of America, he has played one game. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not. We're not counting garbage time. Nobody knew who this dude was until that game. And what's unfortunate about this motherfucker is nobody knows how to say his name. Tua. I don't, is, I don't even know his last name. Tua is easy. His last name is Tagovailoa. Nailed it. Is, it. is that how you say it? T-A-G-O-V-A-I-L-O-A. Dude, nobody can say that. That's why I, ref, I refrain from uh, saying his last name. Just say Tua. All yeah, the Bama Tua. fans listening just turned it off. <laughs> That's okay. No, they didn't. None of those Bama fans can say that word. No. They've been, Zero pra- percent they've been practicing all offseason. They can say it. I don't think they can say it, dude. They don't have the, the, the brain power 
to say that word. They don't have the linguistic skills to these pull ha- it off. These Hawaiians, they put like eight vowels in their last names. It shit is impossible. They put punctuation in their last names. So too. yeah, with yep. Tua though, they have Damian Harris in the backfield. You got Henry Ruggs and Devontae Smith uh, at receiver. A lot of they're going to put up points, and it's probably a good thing because their defense is the least experienced defense Nick Saban has ever had. Their defense coordinator, Jeremy Pruitt, is gone. He is now the head coach of Tennessee. And in comes noted uh, UTSA defensive coordinator and powerhouse of defense, Pete Golden. He's a powerhouse, Pete. Yeah, when we think defense, we think UTSA. I do. I do. Our uh, beloved Roadrunners. They've only been a program for like like four years. This was surprising <sighs> to me. They actually only gave up 17 points a game last season. I fucking hate the UTSA as uh, a as an as a university. I mean, it's documented that we have a long-standing yes. rivalry with UTSA. I've legitimately lost like 38 consecutive bets that either are on UTSA or involve the Roadrunners in some way, shape, or form. They just they fuck me every chance they get, and. If it matters, and it doesn't, but w- like they're supposed to be like Texas State's rivalry, which is where I went to school, Texas State. Nobody cares, but I don't. I don't really care either. Just another reason to despise them. It's a fucking offshoot of an actual school. UT. It, it's a San Antonio. What, yeah, what, I think it, we it should just, refrain from talking about UTSA in general. Moving forward, it's just bad juju, yeah, dude. It, it just, really is. It brings, it's We're bad. not gambling on them all season. Let's make a pact. We really do. Right I'm not, now, I will never we are place not another gambling bet on, on UTSA this year. I'm not betting on UTSA. Okay, but yeah, Pete Golden's in from UTSA. He's going to be uh, the defense coordinator for Nick Saban. Uh, so the they don't actually play a preseason ranked team until the ninth game of the season at LSU, and by then LSU is probably going to be a mess. Until the ninth game of the season, they don't play a top twenty-five ranked team. Yeah, it's they're they are the most talented team, obviously, and the best coach team in the country, but. Their fucking schedule is a joke. Obviously, a lot of that is not their fault because most of those teams are SEC teams who just are don't happen to be ranked right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But still, that's crazy. That is that is fucking wild though. Nine and weeks deep. They're opening. I mean, they open up against uh, Louisville, uh, who's a little bit down. See, obviously, Lamar Jackson. But when gone. they scheduled Louisville, they were you know a strong team, and mm-hmm. so this isn't on Alabama, really. But, but I but, mean, they're a twenty-five point favorite against Louisville opening it up. Right, That's, but when they, when they booked uh, when they booked Louisville, it was I, I don't know when they did it. Right, but you know they were probably a pretty good program at the time. See, those are the games though that they they would cover. But I'm I'm gonna give you a little little nugget here too. When you're gambling, if they they have a uh, I think the second to the last game of the season they play the Citadel before Auburn. Citadel is gonna get like 56 points. Yeah, take the fucking Citadel to cover, not by a lot. But Auburn or Alabama never covers like fifty point plus spreads against shitty teams because they have walk ons in in the fourth quarter because yeah. they've <laughs> they've run through their entire depth chart just getting players action. It looks like they're still pretending there's going to be a a hardcore quarterback competition between Tua and Jalen Hurts. Nah, that's Tua's what, got the job. Is this just pretend, they just this is the whole it's media. coach speak? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because there's no fucking way I've seen both these guys play. One quarter of Tua was enough to be like, oh, yeah, he, he's better. Yeah. <laughs> he can throw a ball really well and really far. He can just throw a ball. Yeah, pre- period. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, end of the schedule is a little backloaded. You have Mississippi State and Auburn. Definitely their two hardest games on the schedule, but they're both at home. So, pencil in Alabama to the playoff. I think we can all agree Alabama is going to make Yeah, I was going to do that. I wish that was anyway. more. I wish it was more challenging, like. 
I mean, that will be exciting to have two good games towards the end of the season when they're inevitably undefeated. But it doesn't even matter. They could lose one of those games and still make the playoff like right. they did last year. So, yeah. Whatever. Alabama makes the playoff. We'll, you, we'll guarantee that. Uh, so my question for you guys, though, is Saban says Alabama just can't shit out players if someone goes down. Do you think Nick Saban shits at all? Or does he think it's a waste of time? He probably poops in his pants. He well, probably always depends. They can They can shit out players. <laughs> Because yeah, he just that's, that's just him being the a coach who's trying to temper expectations. But he, they have their depth is stupid. They have the number one recruiting class every year. That's literally what he does every year. They have they five stars players. on the bench. It's it's stupid. They it's stupid. I'm sick of it. Alabama. It's, the, it's an NFL factory. They win championships and put guys in the league. It's Dude, annoying. But I agree with Ross. I don't think he actually uses a toilet. He probably shits in his pants and then just kind of cleans it up later. At the end of the day, he unloads the diaper. It saves a bunch of time. He's able to be as productive as he can. I have a question. What would it be like if we got a hard knock style look into a program like Alabama? Awful. I know that's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm aware of that. But can you imagine all the shit that goes on? Because like you just mentioned that they have five stars on the bench. Uh, the, they have to keep those guys happy enough to hang around. You know they do fucked up shit. Like, so they have to. There's no way. Yeah. Why would a five-star recruit just sit his ass on the bench when he could go play somewhere else? You're going to end up in the NFL either way. Because they buy into the system and they know that they have probably the best chance of going to the NFL if they stick it out and get playing time as a sophomore, junior, senior. Yeah, but, you get rings. but buy into the system just means, like, you know, I don't know, but something <clears throat> bad. Another thing that Nick, Nick Saban does that not – most pro, most programs don't do this. Is you don't they don't guarantee that your scholarship will be renewed each year. So let's say you you're earned it. They're like you got this year. You're, you're a, a badass blue chip football player, linebacker, <clears throat> and you get a scholarship the first year. Everything's paid for. Okay. They he will then decide. Okay, yes, you're putting in the work. You get to stick around. You you're gonna get your scholarship renewed for the next year. But if you're not, he's just gonna let you walk out the door. It's crazy. Most schools don't do that. Nick Saban does because he can. Respect. Yeah, it's wild. That's really tight. Plus, hey, there's a uh, there's a good amount of Alabama players that go on Instagram and just pimp out their new rides. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I want to see all the illegal shit that goes down. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Th I mean, that would never make... That really... Foot, like, yeah. That's that, being left on the... Uh, Cutting room, room floor. floor yeah. yeah, that's like, look, I understand that every major university does things that are, are against the rules with the NCAA's ridiculous standards, but I, I just, Alabama being the biggest and most successful college football program in the country, it would be so fucking cool to get a behind-the-scenes look at all the shit that goes down. That would be awesome. Like a Friday Night Lights style, full-blown. Mike could, could double-check this, but didn't Nick Saban, when he was coach of the Dolphins, didn't they have like a Hard Knocks type? documentary series or not uh, i don't know i know that there is actually a documentary-esque uh podcast called origins with james andrew miller the guy who wrote the espn book okay it's been one of my favorite podcasts for a for a while and he just released a season that started like two weeks ago about nick saban and it's got extended interviews with nick saban with his wife with their insane strength coach the guy who's like yeah, 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 yeah! That's what he sounds like, and uh, he's an insane person. <laughs> what? And then plus, like he talks to Joe Girardi and other people that know Saban and talk all about Saban. It's actually a very interesting uh, look at like his fucking methods. The they're one of the quarter. I think it's uh, what's the guy on the SEC Network, uh, McElroy, 
uh, Greg McElroy, Greg McElroy yeah. who was like the quarterback, quarterback of the the first championship team that Saban had. He said that when they won, they won the national championship in Saban's like he was a senior, and they won the game. It was the game that Colt McCoy got hurt in uh, 09. and he came in and he said, "Seniors, congratulations, you've done it." Uh, you know, when you came, you came for another coach, and a lot of people thought you'd never win a national championship. This is Alabama's first national championship in 20 years. Congratulations. Thank you guys for what you do. See, forget the that, rest though. of you guys. We need to play 60 minutes, and and I am I'm disappointed in your effort today in this game. And this is a lesson we need to learn moving forward. It's literally the second sentence out of his mouth after they won the national right. championship. And he might have cracked a smile, but the documentary series I want to see is like Phyllis from the Fine Bomb show. But pow, 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 they don't play anybody, pow. Yeah, the the ancillary characters on a Hard Knocks about Alabama would be amazing. <laughs> Just the the professors and the the fanboys and yeah, yeah, even the like I'd love to watch a documentary about SEC Media Days. Where all these just rednecks just show up oh and follow, follow people <laughs> that, around. Dude, I would watch the fuck out of that. I need to see more like trash humans who who think sports are the entire world, culminating. In yeah, one place. people that didn't actually go to Alabama but live for Alabama yes, football. Yes, would like, literally kill another. I human would watch for a Nick documentary Saban. about that. Dude, Saban has that cult following that is so hard to achieve. It's like people look at him as the sports Steve Jobs or some shit. Like it, to have the level, to have the amount of success that he has had at the college level. Is unprecedented. What what is it? Bear Bryant's the only other guy who's done won as many natties as him. Is it's that right? Pretty wild. I and think then about the you know we did. Yeah, I would I would definitely suggest check out Origins. Uh, just search Origins where you get podcasts and listen to it. it. We we've talked for years about how you have to be an actual an absolute psycho to be as good a football coach as Urban Meyer or Nick Saban or Bill Belichick, and it's clear that he is clearly a, a misadjusted human being. Um. But there are probably some leadership things that you might want to listen to. I find it a fascinating thing. Yeah. yeah. You don't find him likable, but you find him fascinating. Let's get to our number two team in the AP poll, Clemson. They're returning 15 starters. Kelly Bryant uh, should be starting, but true freshman Trevor Lawrence will see snaps from the jump. Dabo is a big loyalty guy, but Lawrence might get the call at the end of the season. Uh, he was, I believe, uh, the number one prospect in the country on rivals in 24-7 they have four dudes on defensive line that could be first round picks on what? the fucking defensive line that's scary Dexter Lawrence Austin Bryant Cleland Farrell and Christian Wilkins they traveled to college station week two against Jimbo's Aggies Tallahassee right before Halloween and could get caught in a classic Clemson spot in Chestnut Hill against a very good Boston college team November 10th but undoubtedly I think they still make the ACC or win the ACC and make the playoff Jimbo's Aggies. I don't think I'm going to get used to that. That's to like really week weird six. to say, yeah. They paid him so much fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's awesome. I can't wait to see it go horribly wrong. Yeah, same. But, yeah, the, yeah their defense is going to be nasty again. And yeah. Kelly Bryant just needs to not fuck up. They become a powerhouse, man. But uh, my question for Clemson is, so before every home game, Clemson has this tradition where they touch a rock and run down a fairly steep hill. Uh, is there hold ever going to be a hold on, hold on, hold on. Dude, I keep waiting for that to happen. I was going to say, is there ever going to be a season where one of their key guys gets hurt running down the hill? There's there's a part in the slope where there's like a, there's like a violent change in elevation, and they, they have to jump at some point. There's is like the, a leaping process in, while they're running down this hill. It's like an ankle break waiting to happen. Something bad is going to happen. 
Is this documented? It says you'll run down a hill and touch a rock. So oh, you it, don't know about this tradition? They, no, they film dude. it before pregame. I've they, never heard they, of it. They a, a whole thing on it. They take a bus. They all get on a bus. This is like before kickoff, and they go. They drive. They take it to the other end of the stadium. Okay. They get off. They enter the stadium, and there's a hill there. And they run down. They it. go on but top of the at hill. At the top of the hill, there's a rock. They touch the rock. They touch the rock. I don't. I forgot the tradition behind the rock, but is they this, touch this victory rock. rock. Who knows? Who, okay. And then they run down the fucking hill. That's their entrance into the onto the field, and it's not safe. That's weird. I mean, it's like safe it's for a your fairly person, it's a but fairly steep hill. Someone is going to fall and fuck something up, and then they're probably going to get rid of the tradition. <laughs> like if the, if QB one goes down one year. Like I, that, that's when they get rid of the tradition. Probably it's like, man, our quarterback tore his ACL running down that hill. But hey, at least he touched the rock. I mean, what's the rock doing? Come on, somebody yeah. give the rid of that rock. The rock's not the big part of it. It's running down the fucking hill. That's yeah, but you, super you're dangerous. only on top of the hill to touch the rock. The rock is the issue I see here. It's the core issue. Rock. Yeah, there's a the the leap mid. We're gonna hill run up descent. there. We're gonna touch that rock, and it's gonna give us the strength we need. To run back down the hill. Idiots. We're all idiots. This is all idiotic. That's this what a dumb fucking tradition. Aren't on top most of traditions a, idiotic? They really are. I'm just saying, like sports traditions in general, we are the stupidest, worst species. Aliens are looking down at us with what we do with sports and they're like, What the fuck? One time uh high school baseball, we we lost a game or something, and uh the <laughs> Like the the day before, a, a bird had flown into the fence in our on our outfield and got stuck in this fence and died. R.I.P. And then so we lost the game and we didn't lose much because we had a shitty district. All right. Okay. Uh, our coach took the bird. <laughs> I don't know. He took the bird, threw it on the pitching our pitching mound, and uh, poured gasoline on it and set it on fire. <laughs> okay. Jesus. All right. I just want to say that is so awesome. Uh, yeah, we were like. Is Coach seriously going to... He like brought the, the gas can out to the mound. Baseball guys in particular are we the like, most superstitious fucking weirdos on the planet. We're like, what is Coach doing? And, that he's, is, and dude, he's, he gathered all of us around. Like, all right, come on. We're going to do this. You know we're going to sac sacrifice dude, this bird. You know that motherfucker was like, you know what? I'm going to set this bird on fire. Baseball, nobody nobody dude, can stop me. Baseball and guys be are hilarious. so weird. Yeah, yeah. He got rid of the bad omen, though. Whatever that juju was is gone. Did he it work? Burn that motherfucker. I don't remember if it worked or not. Well, Our district was so bad. We we won like <laughs> like three and a half years straight. We didn't lose a district game, so that was a big deal that we had lost this one. This was I think I was a freshman actually when this happened. Anyway, yeah. Number three, we got Georgia. We got eight starters returning on offense, including sophomore quarterback Jake Fromm. Fromm. Uh, they lose Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle in the backfield, but DeAndre Swift might be an upgrade uh, from the two, which is crazy to say. Uh, they have a similar situation to Clemson with a top quarterback recruit coming in as a freshman, and he's probably going to get snaps. Justin Fields. They open up against Austin P, so he'll probably get he'll probably play the entire second half. The schedule lines up well for Georgia to make another playoff run. Only really challenging weeks being week two at South Carolina, uh, the world's biggest cocktail party, uh, with Dan Mullen in Florida. Auburn at home and what I think will be a much improved Georgia Tech at the end of the season. Uh, not really a question about the team, but what do you think of Bulldogs as an animal in general? Oh, I, I've actually studied them just with my brain. If, if, <laughs> if all domesticated animals were released out into the wild, 
an English bulldog is the first one to go. Well, considering that they're barely breathing and walking around on their own at all. Charles Darwin is spinning in his grave when he thinks about the English bulldog. They are just man-made. First of all, they have to be It's birth, an abomination. They have to be birthed via C-section because yeah. their skulls are too big for the, you know, the birth canal for the hips, just, I it's, guess. It, yeah. They have they have basically you have to they require weekly maintenance medically to just stay alive. They can't go outside in the heat if it's above you know, like eighty-four. Kill me. <laughs> they, genetically speaking, they are trash animals. But Kill they're me. they're cute as, as shit. Very lovable. Cute. They're always breathing. They're great heavy, little though. dogs, but they're just medically medical disaster. I have a quality of life <laughs> issue with these bulldogs, man. They it's almost unethical. It's not. Yes. it's kind You're of right. not cool, dude. You're like, right. I'm not kidding. You ever played with one and you're like, "Fuck, dude, are you gonna kick the bucket at any second? Not like it's like, like <gasps> man. My friend has one, and this this dog's hair's falling out. It's a, it can't ugh. breathe. It's it it's can just barely like, fucking. It looks walk. at you like just put me down. It's like put a bullet in me. No, it's fucking depressing. You you cannot inbreed animals for like a thousand years and then expect them to be okay. They're gonna get all types of fucked up, dude. Like yeah, we we need some standard of uh, Peta needs to get on this because it's. Stop wasting your time with the dolphins or the, or the whales or whatever else they're doing at PETA. They need to focus on the bulldog. This is the most pressing issue in the animal kingdom today. Bar none. No, I I, I agree. Genetically speaking. So that's what just... we think about the bulldog, Dan. I'm glad you asked. But, hey, they're cute as shit, man. Yeah, that's, they're, they're nice. Yeah, just because something's cute, though, doesn't mean you have to keep it around. No, Looking at you, doesn't. pandas. Like your cute boyfriend who can barely breathe and walk. Man, talk about a money trap, those dogs. You're spending a good, that's, dude. That's a lot. lot. Like, yeah. well, they they cost twenty a lot. grand up in front, your life. Up front, up front, they're expensive. Go the whole C-section thing, you know. So, anyway, what a fucking mess. What a disaster. Buy a lab, a <laughs> Labrador Retriever. You'll be fine. Just adopt a dog from a pound. Go to the go to the, go to the local Austin shelter. Pets Alive or your local shelter and find something that can breathe and walk on its own and doesn't cost you fifteen hundred dollars and needs several thousand dollars in medical bills a year. You'll you'll thank me later. No offense to Bulldog listeners. There's somebody out there who's listening right now who owns a Bulldog who's like, man, fuck this show. It's, unsub <laughs> it's unsubscribing and never coming I back. It, yeah. And it's cool. Like, we totally understand. But also, you, <laughs> just go. You shouldn't even be listening to podcasts. You should be giving all of your time to making sure your dog stays breathing. But we do, we do like Bulldogs. I'll chill with the Bulldog all day. Oh, for sure. But I'm not going to you know, own one because big, it's big a fan, Big fan yeah. of Bulldogs. I think they're trash dogs. Nobody asked, but I, I just want the record to show that. <laughs> Thank they, you, Micah. They slobber. They stink, they fart, and they they breathe heavy. Yeah, like they, they give me anxiety. Keep, if you're yeah. ever in a room with a bulldog, like and that motherfucker's over there, just <laughs> <laughs> like you can't relax with that dog. That, right. That's the reason you have a dog. Do you, Fuck those dogs. The original joke. <laughs> the original joke. That's a good point about the relaxation thing, and that's like my main beef with my dogs is that they just they won't just chill, man. You're supposed to breathe. You're supposed to take my anxiety away, not give me more of it, you little psychopath. But do you do you ever seen that movie where Seth Rogen makes the joke about breathing like James Gandolfini? From no. Knocked Up. It was a line in Knocked Up. But if you ever watch The Sopranos, there's so many scenes where it's like Tony's sitting there doing something uh, and it's dead silent in the background aside from him doing whatever he's doing and you can hear him breathing like... Because <sighs> he's a great big fat guy who inevitably yeah. eventually died from health issues. That's a bulldog. That's exactly... It's the same type of deal. Just James Gandolfini. You're just like, what the fuck? Is it going to croak? It That makes me so uncomfortable if your dog is struggling to breathe... All of the time. Yes. It's not like it's sick and having a bad day. It's all of the time. If we 
What the fuck? It hurts it, to live. If yes. we, the human race, were to allow natural selection to take over instead of keeping these things alive, <laughs> they would be gone next week. Dude, if, if <laughs> next show, week, they'd be all gone. If you show up to work and you're struggling to breathe <laughs> for every second of the day, at the end of the day, I'm going to come up to you and I'm going to ask, Dylan, do you want me to put you out of your misery? <laughs> do you want me to put a pillow over your face? Because this is, this is just painful Please to watch. Please stop taking me to the doctor and getting me treated. <laughs> just letting me go. Anyway, let's talk about sports. Yeah, four we have Wisconsin, Jared's own, the Badge. Oh, badgers, Badgers are tight animals, four. by the way. Very cool, very cool animals. I, in, dude, in general, and I guess it kind of like coincided with me with the rise of JJ Watt in as a as the face of the Houston Texans. But like when he was on the Badgers, they've had a good like eight nine year run here where they're very dude, respectable. For, they've been respectable forever. They've well, always on, been in, good. On like, my solid, yeah, on my uh, radar, I guess. Okay. Where I was like, holy shit, Wisconsin is fielding mostly white dudes and they're a good football team. It's fucking good, weird. Man. You don't see that. They got those corn fed boys on the offensive line. Yeah. They uh they're not smart men, but they know how to block real well. There's fucking loads. They're just big dudes. Yeah, well, uh one of their, their playmakers, Quintez Cephas, was uh suspended the other day and Cephas? Cephas, uh, like he's being charged with Sorry. sexual assault of two different women, so not oh, a great shit, never look for them. Oh, he's a perv. And then their wide receiver number two, Danny Davis, was also named in the charges, or uh, in the case, but was, no charges have been brought yet. That's unfortunate, man. You know what? For those kids' sake, I hope that the charges are uh, false. But if they did do anything sexually wrong, uh, they need to go you know, pay for that. And no more, no more sports for you. That's the new rule. No more sports for you. No more sports for you if you do sex yeah. crimes. Not that it matters in Wisconsin because they just throw to tight ends and hand the ball off. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, Jonathan Taylor is going to put up numbers. Who's Jonathan Taylor? He's their sophomore running back who is a absolute beast. Question: Is he white? No. Do they have good? Do they have a Watt on the team this year? I don't believe so. I think that's all a, the Watts are gone now. No, I uh, feel like they, they got there's got to be a Watt that's always in production. You know how like there's it, just a factory of lots. If you watch if you watch Game of Thrones, they say there must always be a Stark in Winterfell, and I apologize for the nerd reference, but there must always be a Watt in Wisconsin. We need to breed more, change names, whatever we need to do to get more Watts on the field and in Badger jerseys. I agree. Do they all have uh, initials for first names? Because I hate. That. I hope T J J J. Fuck you, man. Yes, I hate that probably. Shit. That's such a. I despise PJ Watt, the freshman on the Wisconsin team. <laughs> as a as a type of person, right? Like as a as a type of dude, I despise JJ Watt. Me and him have nothing in common. We would not get along at all. I guarantee you, it's the same for his younger brothers. JJ as a name is very befitting for JJ Watt. JJ, hey, I'm JJ. His name is JJ. I just can't imagine being a girl man and introducing yourself as JJ. You know, like your name's James, dude, or whatever his name is. Actually, I don't know his fucking actual name. cheese dick family. John but James. but but. But Jerry. just for the record, I would take a bullet to a non-essential organ for J.J. Watt, not T.J. For your Watt, yeah. For my Watt. The better of the Watts. Yes. Although T.J. showed some fucking... No, he's a badass. Dude. T.J. actually played last year. What are the odds that there's another one that's really good at football? How does that fucking happen? What are they feeding their children is the is the real question. And how can I get some? Probably. <laughs> They're huge. Straight to the dumb. Uh, their two toughest games are cross-divisional opponents at Michigan and at Penn State. But other than that, their side of the uh, conference, their division, is a absolute joke. And they're ranked three preseason? They're four. Four. Uh, so, yeah, Wisconsin will probably be in the Big Ten title game at least. So they'll play 
the winner, whoever wins between Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and uh, could possibly be in the playoff. We don't know. Uh, my question for Wisconsin is the song "Jump Around" one of the better jock jams in all of sports? Yeah, that's jump, not a question. Jump, then. jump. What was the question? No other jock jams come to mind, or just like I know there are a ton, but I just don't can't think. Go to college song. Cause like, all right, UCF has Zombie Nation, but that's overplayed. Cause like, a bunch of schools have Zombie Nation. Which, the reason which jump, one is Zombie Nation? The reason Jump Around works so well is because it encourages everyone in the stands to actually jump around, and it gets people hype as fuck. It's, not like it's a tight song. Bleachers. It just works well. Okay, in that environment. dude, come on, that's a tight song. That's not. That's a tight song. You know what it reminds me of is the beginning of all, of uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. I I don't like that. Movie. That's what makes it tight. You don't Mrs. like Doubtfire? Mrs. Doubtfire? I don't like that movie. <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to get into I'm this I'm surprised you saw it, though, at least. Why? Yeah, at least you've seen it, I suppose. Because you didn't really have a childhood. No, you didn't. I had a fantastic childhood. I just didn't spend it in front of a TV like you nerds. Whatever, dude. Fucking uh, on the sticks. But, uh, Dan, I'm still not following you here. What was the question about Jump Around? It's is just it one like, of the better, one of the better jock jams? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, sure. Is that their song they play? That's the song they, the whole crowd goes I love. You for. know what the best thing about college football season is? Every year with you guys, I learn a little bit more. Because I don't know a whole it's lot. It's fun. And I and I am just a wealth of knowledge. Your expertise lies in the NBA. Yeah, for the most part. It's not really your fault. You went to Texas State. It's like no, it's not my fault. Of course, it's not my fault. But it goes NBA, NFL, MLB, college sports okay. in general. And for my knowledge base, I'm not saying for I like I love college football and I look forward to gambling on it all all year long. But in terms of me being able to like tell you shit about things that that matter, I don't know fucking dick. But I'm psyched to know about Jump Around. See, I probably know more about 18 to 22-year-olds than I, I rightfully should. Yeah, but I respect in college. that. Like, dude, it's a grind. That's It's a hardcore hobby. If you want to be college football guy and like be somebody that you can spit out fucking knowledge about college football, that is a ton of work to put in. But even if you do like even the slightest amount of research, I feel like it's just the easiest sport to win and get when you gamble. Oh, man. I... I hope you're right. I look so, forward to this attempting is my, to follow your picks this year. Then. This is my secondary income. Yeah, yeah. I get rocked in uh, pretty much every form of gambling, but I enjoy it thoroughly. It's worth it to me. It's always worth it. Yeah. yeah. Number five, we have Ohio State. Uh, it, it looks like Urban Meyer might not even serve a game suspension. I think a few After all that shit? I think a few episodes back, we, we talked about him getting fired. <laughs> Wait, after all that, he's not even he's not even going to be suspended? Uh, Ohio State's going to release the uh, the findings from their report, ah, uh, I believe today or tomorrow. The old and internal investigation? I'm pretty sure Urban's not doing it any time. Hmm. Nothing. Uh, I'll be, that was weeks ago. I already forgot what happened. I uh, covered up for his buddy. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Domestic, Domestic abuse. abuse. Ooh. But, well, I mean, well. Urban said he reported it to the AD, did what he was supposed to, whatever. Where's the buddy at now? Uh, he's, he's I mean, he fired, fired for a him long since time. 2015. There you go. So, but he didn't fire him immediately. Again, we we got into this. Urban's kind of like mentor was his dad. Oh yeah. So okay. I, I, I they're, they're boys. They're tight. Yeah. JT Barrett finally graduated. He was. It seemed like he was there for a decade. Uh, it's Dwayne Hoskins' time in Columbus. He's a much bigger and better arm than JT. The offense is loaded and stacked with talent. J.K. Uh, J.K. Dobbins averaged 7.2 yards per carry as a freshman last year, and uh, Mike Weber is healthy again and adds another dimension in the backfield. How do you, how do you average 7.2 yards per carry? That's ridiculous. I feel like you just hand the ball to could, him every time, right? You just, 
Can you just do? Yeah, seems like the formula. Wow. Uh, they have 16 touchdowns returning between their receiver receivers, uh, Paris Campbell, uh, Benjamin Victor, and Terry McLaurin. They travel to TCU this year. It's a really good out of conference game. That'd they go to Happy Valley, Michigan State, but then they host Michigan at home. Uh, Brett McMurphy says a bunch of Ohio State fans have sent him death threats in the wake of the Urban Report. Yeah, because they're those people are trash humans and they need to be locked away. I was going to say, are they the scariest fan base in college football? That's my no. question for Ohio no. State. No, probably not. They're just the largest in terms of, I think, well, okay. Would you rather be on the bad side of Ohio State fans or Alabama Look, every fans? big fan base has nuts like this. Alabama, because here's the thing. I think Alabama has probably more hardcore fans than Ohio State does, but Ohio State is such a larger bandwagon that I, like, with more, I feel like Ohio State's bandwagoners are more likely to actually fuck you up. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know, Alabama's pretty fucked up too. No offense to the, the fine people of Alabama, but the quality of human is low. In, it's in, a low quality of human. region. Not everyone, of course. And, uh, just for the and record, usually they don't, they're not the actual students. I want to be clear about something. When we hate on your your region because you're, uh, you know, not smart and fat mostly t-shirt fans and uh, people that don't go to your school. Yeah, we, we, keep in mind we're in the state of Texas where we fully acknowledge the fact that much of our state is overweight, uneducated, and bandwagoning the Dallas Cowboys and Texas Longhorns. There's no hate. I'm not like trying to. We're not better than you. Let me put it that way. That's what I'm saying. We're not better than you. But that doesn't make your state not trash. <laughs> your state is trash. And and you need to acknowledge that. If you're one of the people who's like, fuck you, man, you're exactly who I'm talking about. Man, you're, I will defend Tuscaloosa. That is an awesome town. Dude, there are awesome towns great in trash town. states. Most college towns are awesome. Austin is an awesome town. But Never been in, to Columbus. Though. We're in the middle of Texas where there are areas you could go to that are fucking straight trash. And that yeah. is undeniable. Like, if you can't acknowledge that, then you're just in denial. Uh, that being said, no, I'm not trying. Would I rather walk through Ohio yelling out Buckeyes suck dick or walk through Alabama yelling out Crimson Tide suck dick? I'd rather walk through Ohio. I don't know. Ohio's got, like, it's the home of Juggalos. So, like, y there's a weird mix of Is that Ohioans. Yeah, that's that's where they, they get together. Yeah, but I'd still rather fuck with a Juggalo than a, than a psychotic, like, these Alabama people will end you. They'll end you. They'll ki they'll literally end your life and do the prison time and and be proud of it. Like they think that that's all right. Also, shouts to the listener that uh, hit us up and said, "Please stop talking shit about the state of Ohio." <laughs> Why would we do that? We're uh, not going to do that. We're going to talk know. shit about your state. We're going to talk shit about. I just talk shit about my own state, <clears throat> dude. Would you rather live in Ohio or Mississippi? Ohio. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't really know what's in either state. Uh, Y'all both said Ohio, so I'm going to say Mississippi. I don't fucking know. Ohio what... just screams boring to me. Yeah, like, I've no, trashed much the state on. of Ohio relentlessly. We just soccer cucked them. They're, we did it's soccer It's a garbage them. state full of garbage and people. Columbus. And Ohio State fans are the worst people in the entire state. So why That Ohio? being said, Mississippi, Alabama, any of these southern states, they're all terrible. There's real cities in Ohio. Here's, you here... could go to a zoo in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. Like, you... you Okay. These, these are real. These there, are real there's places. There's gonna be a redeeming quality about Ohio because that's where Dave Chappelle chooses to live. Sure, his Cleveland life. is is supposedly has like a, a really nice food and restaurants and stuff. Uh, just here's the, the Ohio State fans are carpet. Here's the argument that I would make. Then I would pick uh, Mississippi 
It's the big fish in a small pond thing. I feel like I could dominate that state. Your dollar would go a lot further there. There's you know casinos in Mississippi. I don't know about Ohio. Like, I'd That's walk true. in and they'd be like, oh, this dude needs to be governor or something like that. Like, because they'd never <laughs> seen a regular smart person before. Right? <laughs> right. Okay. He talked funny. <laughs> I think he's smart. That's my Mississippi impression. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, number six, we have Washington. QB Jake Brownin about to start his fourth straight season, but really hasn't had a downfield threat since John Ross left. Uh, they have nine returning starters on defense. The defensive backfield is stacked. Should be one of the best secondaries in the country. They open up with Auburn in Atlanta week one. Oh, and then fuck yeah. travel to Salt Lake City week three and Eugene in October. Oh, they host yeah. Stanford in Seattle. Chris Peterson's team is poised to make another playoff run. If they can, I mean, they could lose to Auburn and then just run the table and still make the playoff, I think, Ugh. as long as they kind of like stay in the game with Auburn. But uh, my question to you for Washington is, is Seattle one of America's most underrated cities? Have you ever been? I know... I Dylan, can't speak to Seattle. Near and dear to Dylan's I have been heart. to Seattle. Now, to be fair, I was there during uh, – we had really good weather, which is obviously Seattle's known for being just a, a, you know, a dark, rainy It's just place. rainy. It's like, it's like England. It rains a lot there. We got good weather. But Seattle is fucking awesome. And the campus – I went to the campus, uh, Washington, University of Washington. It's incredible. Absolutely amazing. The two cities that I hear the most about – in like from a uh, underrated standpoint, are Seattle and Portland? Never been to Portland, but I've heard the same shit about Portland. People, are, everyone I know who's been to Seattle or Portland is like, "Oh, dude, it's so fucking cool. You got to go." Seattle's dope. Spent I spent a lot of time at the I pipe, been, though, the Pike Place Market. You know where they they throw the fish and mm-hmm. catch yeah, it. that's a dope market. The food in there around that area, amazing. I'm big on fish and seafood. They got fish, bud. Oh, Lots of it. Let's Seattle's go. Tight. Let's fucking go, man. I've always like dreamed about the Northwest. For whatever reason, I've always like, about it. like romanticized, it's like a fantasy place. Like, you've never romanticized been to? about okay, just like becoming a lumberjack. Have you been like, in California Northwest. before? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been to San Francisco. That doesn't count as a Northwest, does it? No, I'm just wondering how well, far guess, west he's gone. I guess North Northern California is a little bit like you get that vibe of the trees and shit. But the I know what you're saying. It's something about like the wilderness and it's the, cool, man. It's the way fo- up it's there. It's forests. Far. I want to see forests. What's what's the uh, the Gandalf. mountain there? About, uh, the one that Rainier, blew up, Rainier. Vesuvius, Rainier, which is no. the which is the mountain that like blew up in Washington. That they, I think they made a movie out of. I don't know, oh. I don't know that a mountain blew You're up. You're thinking there. of the sure. movie uh, Volcano, right? Yeah, <laughs> is that real? No, I don't think so. Fuck. Joe versus the volcano, that one. Was Mountain Joe? is a Mount Olympia in Saint Helens, Washington? bro. Saint Helens, Saint Helens. That yeah. actually blew up though, right? Uh, yeah, I think people didn't. It, is that in the eighties? We we should know more about history. Really what's, what's what's the volcano that blew up and like covered the whole town of Pompeii? 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 I don't know. It, in Italy, uh, Pompeii. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy shit. Where just, like, just like froze the whole yeah. town in lava. There's people that are like reaching out. Yeah, that's how I want to go out. There's like a guy at a desk cranking it. No. Most of them suffocate. That's how he wanted to go down. He's you want to <laughs> suffocate in ash? <laughs> While I'm cranking it, yeah. It's <laughs> a weird way to go, man. Uh, that's how I want to go. Sorry. Uh uh, seven, we have Oklahoma. Lincoln mm-hmm. Riley says there's still a competition going on between Kyler Murray and Austin Kendall, but there's zero percent chance that's true. Why? Because he's never. He's, why? Kyler Murray got drafted ninth overall. He's not coming back to Oklahoma to be a backup. If he's not the best player for the position, like he absolutely is. He going to pass up five million dollars with the Oakland A's to be a backup? Uh, okay, you think he's guaranteed the starting spot just by returning to school? That doesn't no. If he's if he's not the best player, look, the guy's five, look. He's a hell of an athlete. He's also five nine. Right, like football's not his future. 
Which again, right? We'll we'll get to we'll get to him a little bit later with my question for Oklahoma. Uh, 103 career stars combined on the offensive line, so it's one of the nation's best. You have uh, Marquise Brown, who's uh, been working out with Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown this offseason. No relation though. Is he good? Um, Marquise Brown, he's good, but he's like really, really frail. He's like really skinny. Working out with Antonio Brown, who gives a shit? I can work out with him too. I'm not going to be get. Whatever. He's oh, going to be come good, on. There's something to be said about no, working out not. with the best. Yes, there is. No, there's not. Get, out, get the fuck out of here. They travel to TCU and West Virginia. Uh, obviously, they have Texas and Dallas. Oh, like I'll say it right now. Oklahoma loses to Texas this year. Just calling a shot. Yeah. yeah. I'm very confident in it, actually. I, don't, I mean, that's like a 50-50 shot every year, I'm not. A, I'm not a believer in this Oklahoma team. Okay. Huh. And then they host FAU week one. UCLA. Chip Kelly's UCLA. <laughs> Uh, I think Chip. that's week two or week three. And is then, this his first year? Uh, Chip Kelly's first year. Chip's yeah. first year. And then UCLA? Oklahoma State is also coming to Oklahoma. Uh, so my question for Oklahoma, though, is why the hell is Kyler Murray risking it all? Oh, Dan, I wish I could tell you. I wish I could tell you. I don't why, know who that Why is. are the Oakland A's allowing him to do this is right. what I want. All right, about. so he's the, he's the oh, guy who's competing for the starting position for Oklahoma. So he's, he's going to be the quarterback for Oklahoma. He's 5'9". Uh, football's not his future, but he was drafted ninth overall in the ML- MLB draft by the Oakland A's. I thought when you when you got drafted, if you sign your deal and accept that, what is it called? the uh, What's the lump. lump sum you get up signing front? Bonus? The signing bonus. Then you can't go do shit like this. I thought that was the whole point. That's for baseball. This is football. It's different, I think. I thought it was like... Period. You can't go fuck around and play another sport. No, I dude. think you can no. maintain your amateur status in different sports. Okay, here's, yeah. here's the answer though, and this is for real. This is the, actually the answer. It's he is he has convinced himself that it's not all about money because he's too fucking young to know any better, and he thinks it's about like enjoying your youth and going and doing athletic oh. shit and playing sports. Yeah, and and that's dude, that's okay. But at some point, twenty years from now. He's going to look back and be like, holy shit. Oh, that I have was no f- issue with him doing this at all. If he wants to play football, it may be, it's probably his first love. But it's a, do, it's a, do your but thing. It's a risk. It's a He's risk. definitely Absolutely taking risk. an insurance policy out on, on himself, right? I would assume so. Okay, but it's not life-changing money. Right. No, it's not. But it's enough to get you... It's enough to... So if you blow it and you get fucked up, you're like, okay, at least I've got this to fall back on. Is that like one of the most exciting aspects of the college football season, though? Is like, oh shit, like if Murray goes down with an injury, it's like, oh no... Yeah, and it's 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 cra- the thing that will fuck how, you up is you have to spend the rest of your life thinking about like, oh, what if, what if I hadn't got hurt? But how many injuries are career ending in the sport of baseball? Like that's you can usually come back from almost anything. For the for most baseball. part, yeah, I mean, different. Most baseball played his entire career with like a bum ankle. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. Like there's guys who play their entire baseball careers uh, like fat, out of shape. With tobacco products in their face, so right. it's not. It's not. And by the way, he's deal. not the first one to do this. No, no, many, no, many no. guys have done this. Russell Wilson did it. It's just scary because it's Ricky Williams, Cedric Benson, both did it. It's the ultimate like. Bo it's Jackson. not about the money. It's about sports and competition, and and that's just so fucking stupid. Long term, I get it. I get why you think that way, and it, things are different when you're when you're young like that. But like, I'm 31. Dude. You gotta make you, a business decision sometimes, though. You're five nine. This is not your sport. Somebody has to do a better job of explaining to that kid like this isn't worth the risk. You're like, I get it. You're chasing glory, but dude, mo- you need that. That's free money. It is essentially funny, free money for him. He, I, Micah, could look this up. He's making equal or. Just about as much money as Lincoln Riley, the head coach. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> that's funny. I okay, watched this kid yeah. play a little baseball this year, actually, because I, you know, I watched some Big Twelve baseball. He's got a stroke, and he covers obviously a lot of ground out in center field. He's a he's a player. Yeah, he's got like a pretty accurate arm. So 
that's that's what you're gonna that's get with him. Fucking we'll scary shit. If I'm that kid's dad, I'm, I'm using opioids the whole season to try to stay like fuzzy-minded enough to where I don't know what's going on. Murray is uh, guaranteed $5 million. I don't know exactly what uh, Lincoln oh, Riley's good, making, but it's That's... probably not much more than that. As long as they've got it set up to where he makes a couple mil if he blows out both of his knees, you're good. He's also, good. your ceiling for how much money you can make in baseball is so much higher than football, oh, yeah. too. Lincoln so Riley... Much. It's actually uh, insulting. Yeah. <laughs> signed a five-year, $25 million deal after last season. I'm so still shocked. They're making about the same amount. Every time they throw up one of those graphics... And shows $5 like, million dollars goes a long way in Norman, Oklahoma. Yes. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, you can, you can buy one of the cities. But the... the uh, the, the thing that shocks me every time they throw up one of those graphics, it's like comparing the highest paid players in each sport. Whenever they show the NFL guy who's always at the bottom, like undoubtedly, it's always a quarterback. Like it's always at the fucking bottom. It's so depressing. Also, a lot of the money in football is not guaranteed. Most. Yeah. No, well, and I think all baseball is guaranteed. Yes. Where you collect no matter what. Yeah. Whereas in the NFL, they can cut you at any time and then you get no more money. That's so well, it, you know. Most of those big contracts are what? Like you'll get like 60 million, 25 million, 30 million guaranteed, stuff like that. And that's for the best players in the league, like the one percenters. Most of the NFL is is brutal, dude. I don't know how they haven't changed that. Like go on strike now. Right the fuck now. There is no way I would play another game. If, I, if I'm in the NFL and I see one of those graphics get put up on ESPN that the highest paid play, paid dude in my sport is making less than a guy Baseball in the, in the major cap. leagues who will not even play this season. No that, salary cap in baseball. That blows my fucking mind, on, dude. On, in football. Number eight is Miami. We got Malik Rogier back as QB1. He led the ACC in interceptions last year and completed only 54% of his passes, which was second to last in the conference. If he struggles early, wouldn't be surprised if Mark Rick goes to true freshman uh, Nikozi Perry. They lose four of their top five defensive linemen uh, and defensive line coach Craig Kulakowski, it's uh, a name, uh, who went to Alabama. He ranked third last year, their defense did, uh, with 31 turnovers, 17 interceptions, and probably caught lightning in the bottle that they probably won't be able to repeat this year. Uh, still very talented roster, and their schedule is pretty light. LSU and Dallas at Boston College, Georgia Tech and VT being probably their harder games. Uh my question for Miami is, would you bring back the turnover chain after ending the season with three straight losses last season or retire it? I think that's one that's worthy of being upheld. Yeah, I think it's cool enough. I think, most importantly, I think your guys like it enough, and it's like a morale thing. Yeah, I'd keep it around. It's it's It, it worked yeah. really well. I enjoyed it. And I think you bring it back. You don't and think it, it jumped the shark? No, not no, at all. Not Here, here's what jumped the shark. All these other teams who started doing knockoff shit, like... Those guys will die out, and there's a lot of them that won't even bring back whatever the knockoff shit they came up with was this year. But you got to keep the turnover. Dude, every team, every team has something now. I'd yeah. keep it as long as my defense was respectable. I think. Remember last year? I think Tennessee had like a trash can. <laughs> I think, dude. Honestly, I think you have to keep it even if your defense fell off a cliff. Well, which is not the case this year. But I'm just saying because that that's if you have a like, dude, that's a badass tradition. And then you, once you've dropped it, you can't bring it back. Like, oh, our defense is good again. All right, bring out the turnover And chain. it just like, works for it. Miami because it's just the swagger that university has and just that area has. Yeah, that's the, the PC way of putting it. Swagger? Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, look, it, that's 
the whole gangster mentality of the the turnover chain and Miami's history, it all works flawlessly, and it's a cool ass fucking thing that we get to have on the sideline. It, they need to bring it back. I just want to get uh, Mike and Dylan's opinion on this. Did y'all see Manny Diaz being this good as a defensive coordinator? No, because his defense at Texas was basically a, a high school JV it was defense. Booty it was fucking terrible. But he wore uh, he wore cleats during practice, Dylan. He's he's a he was a joke at Texas. <laughs> Do you remember we all the stories about how cool how how every sports writer in Texas thought he was like a, he was a revelation because he wore cleats to practice. That was like the only thing I remembered about Manny Diaz, and he blitzed a lot. I that's fucking suck. weak, dude. That's like being the guy who wears golf cleats to go watch the, the yes, tournament. Yes, that's exactly what it was like. Like they're like, oh, he's he's so young and vibrant. He runs around with cleats on during practice, just like the players, <laughs> and he blitzes a lot. <laughs> His team sucked. Meanwhile, it there's sucked. a guy, the defensive line coach on the Browns, who can barely fucking walk. He's so fat. Love that guy. That guy's not wearing cleats, baby. Number nine, we have Auburn. Jarrett Stidham is back at QB, but the O-line might be trash. Uh, so he's going to be running for his life a lot. Uh, they, <laughs> Literally. Had, yeah. They've had a 1,000-yard rusher for the last nine seasons. This year, Cam Martin is the guy that will probably make it 10. He's a speedster who's added 15 pounds of muscle in the offseason. Uh, defense should be nasty again. They have seven return starters. Last year, they didn't give up more than 28 points until the UCF game. Had to add that. Had to add that. Yeah, we uh, know. Their schedule's brutal. Washington is essentially a home game in Atlanta, but they have uh, Mississippi State, Georgia, and Bama on the road. Uh, before every, So my question to you for Auburn is, before every Auburn home game, they have a bald eagle majestically fly around the stadium. Right. Is being the bird handler for uh, Auburn's eagle a badass position or still a weird bird guy? It's move? still real weird. That's a lot of time you got to spend on a hobby that is... Uh, but it's a, he's the coolest of the weird bird guys because that's a, that's awesome. Okay, so let, this this is my I'm gonna add a question to that question. Would Wait. you would you rather be the Auburn bird eagle handler or like the weird bird guy who goes on David Letterman late at night and like shows Dave all the birds? Like I know Dave retired or does the Netflix thing now, but you know what I'm talking about. There's always they always have well that once guy's, a year. That guy's famous. I'd rather be him. Which guy? The talk show guy. Okay. Just curious. But Being an eagle you, guy. In an eagle guy, that I don't. That's, it's not that weird. It's not a parakeet. You're not I mean, a falconer. It's a bird of prey, and it's, it's America's bird. It's exact, a better falconer. It's the same thing as falconer. By the way, are we sure it's not a it's not a bald eagle, is it? It's a bald eagle. I'm pretty sure it's a bald are eagle. Are we sure? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a bald eagle. The one uh, well, that Michael, Auburn has. Well, Michael, look it up. Auburn eagle. Yeah, I've got a computer. I'll use it. I don't think it's a bald. It is bald. I'm looking it up, bro. Oh, Talk. I thought Mike. Mike oh, uh, it's a golden eagle. Ah. Oh, damn it. Are Come you on, sure? wow. man. You're better than this. Look at it. Look, That's hey, a huge oversight on my Golden mind. Eagles are still tight, but they're no bald eagle. Good save, Dylan. Thank you. Thank you. I was, You're just, right. pl I was just playing the videos back in my head. It's like, you know, that's not a bald ass eagle. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say something. This might be offensive, but don't, this don't thing. Don't say it. Okay, I won't. All right. Better looking? <laughs> it might be. No, it's bald eagle. a fly ass eagle. Come dude. on. Okay, let me look at a bald eagle. Yeah, okay. Man, I'm disappointed in myself. The bald eagle has the fucking color change between head and body. That makes it so, you know how majestic male birds are more colorful than females. Uh huh. Do both male and female bald eagles have the that bald pattern where they have the white tops? Do we I, know that? I don't those think all males? so. I don't think it's both. I, think I would like to know. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I don't know, dude. I, every now I'm looking at like it's literally like every fucking bald eagle has the white head. I see the oversight I made. 
So last year, uh, Nova, Auburn's beloved Golden Eagle, uh, did not do the pregame events because he had some type of like uh, cardiovascular issue. issue. Spirit, a bald eagle, took his place. Ah, okay. Man, you don't want to get your J taken by a bald eagle. You might not never get it back. Dude, these <laughs> these bald eagles, man, they get bigger than you think. You think They're Nova lost his birds. position to injury? They'll rip your fucking face right off. Man, predatory birds are tight. Bro, look at the beak on this thing, dude. That, that'll take your eyeball out, dude. That, <sighs> That's a cool just bird, Just fucking man. snatch your eyeball. You don't fuck with a bald eagle. Yeah, but can an eagle lose his job to injury? Sure. Is he injured or is he hurt? I don't know, man. Tell me that's if somebody can tell cardiovascular me issue seems man I've seen too many that's an injury blooper videos where they uh, they fly into like windows and shit you know oh I think uh, he's definitely <laughs> ran into the goalpost yeah that makes, I don't like that man <laughs> that's depressing yeah I again this is one that like how much longer does it last before some fuck it PETA turns it into uh, we're putting the eagle through too much emotional stress by forcing him to fly around the stadium while everybody screams at him or whatever. It's like, I don't know. Th- everything like this gets ruined. It's one of the coolest things in sports, I what Auburn it. does. Yeah. It's very, very cool. When it goes wrong on occasion, it's quite funny. But it's fucking... Like, this is one of those things that gets your blood pumping and gets the hair on your arms to stand up on game day. You're like, yeah. holy shit, yeah, this is crazy. Cool. Not a weird take by any stretch of the imagination, but it's weird that they're the Tigers... And when, they have an eagle? Yeah. Yeah, but that eagle guy, um, to Tigers answer, to answer your original yeah. question, though, that's a really weird hobby, dude. And that guy does weird shit in his basement and probably has a gimp <clears throat> suit. That's all 100%, I'm saying. yeah, for sure. Number 10, we have Penn State. OC Joe Moorhead left to be the head coach of Mississippi State. James Franklin haters credit him for being the reason why Penn State uh, turned it around recently. Franklin was just voted the most overrated coach by his peers in a coach's poll. <laughs> Why is that something Why they can they vote on? Why are they voting on that? That's fucked up. They are the reigning Big Ten champions. That's really fucked up, then. And he's been re- voted the most overrated coach in all of college football. And it makes no sense because like, when he was at Vanderbilt, they were, they were a good team. And obviously when he left, Vanderbilt has gone to total shit. And Penn State turned it around. Like James Franklin's a good coach. I'm just, I'm just, a little I'm bit more just a little annoyed like the last three Penn State coaches have been credited with turning it around. Well, before Franklin, it was your boy, Billy O'Brien. And he got the same credit. But he was the, I think he was the first coach since... He was. Yeah. Since all that. that I'm mess. just saying, it's a little like, you know... Well, what would you say? They just won the Big Ten? They just won the Big Ten, yeah. Okay, that's... Yeah. I'll leave it alone. <laughs> All right, so Saquon, once-in-a-generation player, is gone. So does the Trace McSorley show with an experienced O-line. Uh, the receiving core is down a little bit. Uh, they have a lot of new faces on the defensive side of the ball as well. They get Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Michigan State at home, and their only true road test is at uh, Ann Arbor against Michigan. My question for Penn State is, who's the better alumni? Adam McKay, the guy who has done about every Will Ferrell movie at, or the Ben and Jerry ice cream guys. I don't know who the first guy is. Uh, he's he's directed and like written all like the Will Ferrell movies like Talladega Nights. Oh, him um, then. For sure. He's also involved yeah. with, in the show Succession. Oh, really? Yeah. So Adam Adam McKay and it's not close for me. You're not a Ben and Jerry guy? I love ice cream no, but, but if Ben and Jerry get wiped off the face of the earth there's other good ice cream options. It's not your go-to. 
it's not my go-to because my go-to is a local one. But and also, you just McKay has been involved in so much shit. He did Eastbound and Down. He's done Saturday Night Live. He did Target Day and Nights. He did Anchorman, Step Brothers. Uh, the other guys. Does he get enough credit? I feel like he, he's awesome. He, everything he, gets, he does. He gets a lot of recognition. He's okay. a really ugly motherfucker, so yeah, people is. don't like to look at his face. But uh, in terms of like being successful and putting out shit that kicks ass and makes us all laugh, he's incredible. He also directed and wrote the film adaptation for The Big Short. Yep. I mean, this guy's this. He's killing it. He's got a range. Like on top of his game, one of the best dudes in Hollywood in terms of cranking out badass shit that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. All right, number 11, we got Michigan State. Uh, you never really know what you're getting out of the quarterback, uh, Brian Lewerke. He can go back-to-back games with 408 passing yards, or he'll have a game like Maryland last year where he goes two for 14 for 20 fucking yards. Jesus. Uh, he's ex- uh, the team is extremely experienced with 10 returning starters on offense and nine returning starters on defense. They have a very stout secondary with everyone returning. They get Michigan and Ohio State at home, only tough road game being Penn State. If Lewerke can keep it together and take care of business against Ohio State and Michigan, uh, Mar- Mark D'Antonio's team should be probably the Big Ten champions. Uh, my question to you for y'all about Michigan State is, Sparty the most recognizable mascot in college football? No. Ooh. He's up there. He's like top five for sure. Just super jacked. I Huge mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of the green and white. The Helps. most recognizable single-handed. Like the actual mascot. The Oregon Ducks, a good one. Yeah, he's like a Disney. I'd character, put Sparty yeah. on that same level though with yeah, him. He's up there. It, there's like there's like five of them that you know you associate with college. There's football. also like the on-field costumed mascot, and then like there are actually real mascots. Like, okay, for example, Texas has an actual Longhorn at the game, so it's it's different. We're talking about costumed humans. Though. We'll go costume guy. Yeah. yeah, because if you're talking the other one, the Longhorn is is up there. Bevo. Yeah, Bevo. Everyone looks at Longhorn and says, "Oh, that's Texas." Do they? You're biased as fuck on Dude, this. Dude, no, that's... I'm, just, I think I'm, I'm, just, I'm genuinely asking, because, like, A&M has one as Revelry or whatever, that dog, but yeah, nobody but ever do, sees do that dog. Yeah, but do people know Bevo's name's Bevo? Like, everyone knows Spartan Yeah, because they, they show him every time Texas plays. They're like, and here's Bevo. The He's on 400. I don't know the Spartan's name. Sparty. Well, they I didn't sh- know that. They show him in the corner. I knew that, and I, I don't know much. So they show him in the corner, and they're like, and here's Bevo. He's on 400 milligrams of horse tranquilizer, <laughs> and then he's drooling out the side of his mouth, and he has like a piece of grass hanging out of his nose, and you're like, oh, there's Bevo. That's tight. Just they show him every everywhere. time they play. Yeah, yeah, he's good. At number 12, we have Notre Dame. Brandon Wimbush has worked with quarterback guru uh, Mayday Williams to recapture his high school style of play where he could actually throw the football. That's 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 good. I can tell you right now, just based on that sentence, that they're going to have a disappointing season. Uh, you, you never want... I'm going to agree with you. You never want somebody to have to go hit up a fucking quarterback guru to try to regain their high school magic. That's not a good <laughs> That's not a good start. Uh, their leading rusher, Josh Adams, left early for the draft. He did not get drafted. He is currently trying to make the Eagles roster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not funny. That's terrible. But God. that sucks, man. Can you imagine... All right, I'm out. I'm dropping out of school where I had a full ride. I'm going to make it in the NFL, and then no one drafts you? That sucks. Oh, fuck, dude. Uh, Dexter Williams, who averaged 9.2 yards a carry and a touchdown once every eight carries, um, is probably not going to be available for the first four games. He is going to have an internal suspension from Brian Kelly. Uh, They haven't really released why. Oh, that's not good. Probably academic issues. Um. 
So they get the injury-prone Tony Jones Jr. to be the workhorse for the first few weeks, including the opening game against Michigan. They have nine returning starters on defense. Going to need that unit to be special to be even like above average probably. They have tricky look-ahead game before Stanford at Wake Forest, at Virginia Tech, they're at USC, and uh, they potentially could get caught sleeping at a daunting early kickoff in Evanston against Northwestern. Because 11 a.m. in Northwestern, somebody always gets got. Oh, God. Yeah. So, But they get Michigan, Stanford, and FSU at home. Like Their, their schedule is so goddamn tough, and I don't think their team's quite as good as last year. Uh, so my question for you about Notre Dame is, do you think there's more Notre Dames that have graduated from the university or have never stepped foot in, inside the state of Indiana? More Notre Dame fans, you mean? Yeah. More Notre Dame fans have graduated from the university or have never stepped foot in the state of Indiana. Ooh. I think now in 2018, oh man, I don't know. That's it's, a, it's fans who haven't stepped foot inside in the, the state, state of, of Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, it was not. Yeah. Notre Dame's That's enrollment easy. is only eighty five hundred people. So there's, if they you don't assume graduate. that two thirds of those people graduate, that's like six thousand people. Yeah, there's probably more than two thirds. There's more right. than six thousand uh, Notre Dame fans each but I'm year. I'm saying in general, yeah. like, but that bandwagon has been slowly died over the past. It's decade. still pretty strong. It's though. still a lot of people. It's I know the that. entire Northeast. It's a lot of people. Okay, never mind. Yeah, if you I don't go to the, a lot of Catholics who have that, no affiliation with the team yeah. just latch on to Notre Dame. That's Most true. people in the Northeast don't go to college. They're Notre Dame fans. It's the de facto Catholic yeah. university. Yeah. Touchdown, Jesus. Yes. I don't know if that is Notre Dame like a a game day experience you really want to go to. I've yeah, heard I it's think not. So. I've heard it's not cool at all. Really? No. Yeah. Even for just like the the history of it, like you're at Notre Dame. Man. I think I walking around Rudy. campus is the coolest part of the game day experience. That's kind of like what the, I the was imagining. It apparently, is oh a, I don't yeah a, it's got to be a travesty. Super lame. Oh okay, I don't know anything about their tailgating. I don't I have just, a Greek in system, terms of like so. going going to a, to a campus though. I feel like it'd be cool to be like damn okay. And I, a lot I of history just, here. It's I within driving it's distance of Chicago. Too. So I guess like you kind of make like it if you do the just weekend to go to Chicago immediately after. Uh, number 13, we got Stanford. We got KJ Costello. Uh, he's good enough to prevent the team from stacking the box against Bryce Love. Their O-line is absolutely – is it's just a huge unit. Uh, they have two dudes that are over 6'7". A lot of size with 13 receivers and tight ends taller than 6'2". And uh, Bryce Love should do Bryce Love things and probably end up in New York and probably holds the trophy, the Heisman Trophy at the end of the season. We got games at Oregon – at Notre Dame, at Washington, and what should be a much-improved Cal team, and then they host USC and Utah. My question for Stanford is, does simply being a Stanford guy make you a little off? Yeah. Why? Name one well-known Stanford guy who's not a little off. There's just something about There's just something about Well, Tiger's a Stanford guy. I know that, but I can't name many Stanford guys in general. Most dudes that are like Silicon Valley startup CEOs are Stanford guys, and they're usually little off. I was just thinking of Andrew Luck and Tiger. Really, that's all I know. I'll look up some other. There was a guy. Andrew Luck and Tiger, there was it. a guy that used to work at this company that was a Stanford guy. Yeah, he was a fucking nut. He was great. <laughs> I loved him. Ridiculous human being. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Reese Witherspoon, love her. Huge fan. John Legend, also a huge fan. He's a little off too. Did Musk, Elon Musk, go to Stanford? Very off now. 
I don't know if that's correct. Now I'm just looking at Google Images and probably throwing out names that aren't correct. <laughs> I don't think John Legend is fucking off. Zucker, an outspoken Zuckerberg lib, is one of these people that shows up on this little thing. That, yeah, that's not true. Fucking he Harvard. Went, he went to Harvard for a year. Did it, Troy Aikman? No, that's no. UNM. John okay. Elway is a Stanford guy. Here's a, here's a little piece of information. If you Google notable Stanford alumni and then you click on images, do not go off of the people you are shown. There there are people who go to all different universities up in this bitch. Michelle Wee, noted Stanford girl. Ooh, that's great. Yeah, I don't know. She's still playing. Yeah, she's still doing yeah, her, yeah. She doing is. She's the weirdest putting. Sterling K. Brown, ever. noted actor. She stand when she puts. She stands at a perfect ninety degree angle. She bends. It's strange. Yeah. Elon Musk did go to Stanford. Uh, Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us. He's a good. JFK. All right, whatever. Nah, this is mostly weird. This is a weird. <laughs> Evan Spiegel is the is the ultimate. That's the ultimate example. Spiegel, the dude who runs Snapchat, he's just some ex-Stanford frat guy who is somehow running one of the most valuable and horribly mismanaged social medias on the face of the earth. He had a fucking golden egg and then just completely cracked it. He's just, he's literally, as we speak, taking a shit on that golden egg. <laughs> yeah, but he, he married Miranda Kerr. I'm not saying he is not personally set for life and fine no matter what. Which is weird because he's not it. an attractive dude. He's worth billions of dollars. It's not that so difficult what? to imagine how he got into a circle where he was able to lock her down. But it's just, day, you, you gotta want to have sex. Snapchat with your went from like one of the best social medias that everyone loved to, to absolute trash. Something everyone hates now. I still use it, but mostly out of spite. <laughs> it's bad. Number fourteen, we got Michigan. We got Shea Patterson transferring from Old Miss. Uh, so Harbaugh finally has a quarterback, a gunslinger he's lacked the last few years. They returned nine stars on defense. Lavert Hill and David Long are one of the best cornerback duos in the country, and the D should be nasty. They go to Notre Dame, Michigan State, and Ohio State, and they get Wisconsin at home. My question for Michigan is, moving forward, is Harbaugh just not allowed to eat chicken in a public setting? Because well, he said chicken is a frightened bird that gives fear to its eater? Yes. So he, I think moving forward he's not allowed to eat chicken he's so weird. In, in a public setting. I would be surprised if he ever did in the first place. He like probably I, doesn't eat chicken, I'm man. I'm betting probably, he just literally doesn't eat. I don't think he says stuff like yeah, that to be funny. I think he's legitimately a weirdo. Like, If Harbaugh hasn't proven himself to you at this point to be bit-free, that he's legitimately living this weird life, then I don't know what else he has to do, man. I look forward to more antics from him this season. He's always a fun part of college football. Yeah, I mean, before that comment, he's been pretty reserved this season. It, it, this offseason, off yes, yeah. because he's not exactly lived up to the hype and you he's can't not, just be running your mouth. Well, he's not sleeping over at, like, kickers' houses. I think it's more of, what, because this will be year three for him, right? Sounds I right. Think. I'll, I'll look it up. He, he's got to do something on the field. He's got to win something before he can go full Harbaugh and get all these, you know, press stories about how he's drinking milk and tree houses with recruits in the off season reading them you know horror stories before bed or whatever the fuck he you got to win something you got to start you got to show out people expect you to get a natty at some point they've been the coach since 2015 or to compete for one so yeah third year um 15 but you 16, know he'll 17, do weird shit dude year, I think. so he'll do something weird yeah. we'll get weird hardball har antics this year uh, USC is 15. Uh, looks like true freshman and Gatorade National Player of the Year, JT Daniels, is going to be the quarterback. Uh, one of the best linebacker cores in the country with Cameron Smith leading the way. 
They have uh, Clay Helton, who has been the first USC coach to win 10 games in his first two seasons, but he always seems to be a loss away from being on the hot seat. They go to Stanford, to Texas, to Arizona, to Utah this year, and they host Notre Dame. My question for USC is being the quarterback or QB1 at USC, the best life in college football on and off the field. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's debatable even. No, No, it's that's – you run yeah. the show, dude. You're, you're, the, a, you're the face of the campus. When when Matt Leinert was, you know, like winning Heisman's and shit, uh-huh. he was one of the most famous people in sports in that city. Period. Or yeah. maybe the. Just think of all the USC quarterbacks. They're all everyone knows. Even yeah, if they if, don't make it if in you're, the NFL, everyone knows. And if you're who a, they are. really good in that position, then you're just like you're a, a star. Yeah. The other thing is like if you suck, no one's coming after you because the UFC, USC and LA in general is just a bunch of bandwagon fans. Right. So, like, if you're the quarterback at Alabama and you're good, you're a god. But if you suck, like, you're getting death threats and your life is fucking miserable. <laughs> right. If you're the quarterback at USC and you're on top, then like you're hanging out with Snoop Dogg and shit. If you got if you suck and throw four picks, no one no one cares about then you. Then you're anymore. hanging out with Snoop Dogg and shit. Yeah, it, <laughs> you're still banging. Snoop, like, yeah, you're ass. still banging tens, yeah. and, and it just doesn't really matter. No, Snoop, nobody hates you because nobody cares. Snoop doesn't give a fuck about your completion percentage. He just wants to get high. <laughs> <laughs> Respect it. Number sixteen, we got TCU. Uh, sophomore Sean Robinson takes the reins and is your prototypical Gary Patterson dual threat quarterback. He's the highest rated quarterback recruit. TCU has ever signed uh, wide receiver Jalen Rager had eight touchdowns as a true freshman last year so you'll be hearing a ton of Robinson the Rager for six defense is going to be on point they go to Texas and West Virginia and then they have home games against Oklahoma or Oklahoma Oklahoma State and Ohio State they're my pick to win the Big 12 and I think they're a dark horse playoff team uh, my question to you guys is a horn frog shoots blood out of his eyes is there a more intimidating move in the animal kingdom than shooting blood out of your own eyes? Now, I think ripping an animal's head off or, like, you know, going for his throat and spilling blood everywhere is probably a little bit more intimidating. Yeah, Go okay. Jungle I have to, cat. Something you can do without another animal being included. I need some specifics here because, yes, the hor- the horned frog can shoot blood out of its eyes, but it's very small. But it's still a frog. Now, I'm not intimidated it, it, am by I it. allowed to be imagining like a lion shooting blood out of its eyes? Because yes, that's extremely fucking intimidating. Yeah, if I can punt you, I'm not intimidated by. <laughs> nah, I don't. I'm not intimidated mean? by the horned frog. But if somebody, but that else, is a tight move. It's a cool move, dude. To be sure, it's. It, but that's it's coming a, from an animal that weighs, you know, a pound. But if you're if you're putting a horned frog down on the ground and you're putting a lion next to it, and the horned frog shoots blood out of its eyes, and then the lion roars, which one of those is going to make you piss your pants? Right. It's the lion. What if so, the lion runs away? Oh, dude. What if what the if lions the lion, don't do that? What if a lion just roared in your face? Uh, you shit. You would literally you shit. shit, or you'd come. I think you'd just come. You just explode. Maybe you do both. It's a full body, full body explosion. explosion. <laughs> yeah, that's when you full body explode. To answer your question, yeah, uh, the a roar from a, a big jungle cat, a tiger, or a lion probably gets me more. That'll get you. Okay. That'll get you going. Seventeen. We got West Virginia, my dude, and Legandrol Bad Boy. Will Greer is back for his senior season. What is a Legandrol Bad Boy? So when he was at Florida as a freshman, that's what he got popped for. Wait, Will Greer is still at West Virginia? Yeah, he's got the the little brother who's the uh, the vine. The vine. Uh, well, vine his vine's not bag. around anymore, right? Well, does that internet is, famous brother? Oh, uh, he sucks. Yeah, but Will Greer is awesome. Yeah, sure. He's already married though, they which share, is a weird they share move. Blood. Being married in He's college married? is weird. What a fucking idiot. But, uh, she's a smoke. I don't care. What an <laughs> idiot. Getting married in college is a next level weirdo move. That's very strange. It is different if 
you are an athlete. She is. It just you is. need to look her up though. She's, I went to high school with this couple great. who dated like throughout high school. They got they graduated together and they got married like the next week. And he's not a professional athlete now. No, he was just an, he was just a dork. Then that's a mistake. But yeah, his freshman year he got popped for like this over the counter like total nutrition supplement that got him suspended and eventually he he left Florida because of it. Okay, I'm just gonna put that under the steroids category because I don't much, understand. Yeah. He, he just yeah. wanted to look good. Yeah, his brother is Nash Greer, the former Vine star who dropped like uh, an f bomb, but not like not fuck the the uh, the homosexual slur. I think he did it yes. somewhere in a video and he got caught for it and he got in a lot of trouble for that. Ah, well. Can't do that. Nash. Don't say that word, man. Yeah. You also shouldn't look the way you do. Yeah, he he's very punchable. Very punchable. Super, super punchable. But face. Mountain Man, Will Greer, looks great. Beard, long flowing hair. That's, he's he's my favorite tight. quarterback. Even even though he's not on UCF, he's still my guy. Will Greer. David Sills, the fifth, and five other offensive weapons are back from last year. Uh, Sills is his go-to receiver, six-four white kid, who they both pat. I mean, he'll he, he'll probably be playing on Sundays. Uh, this is going to be one of the most enjoyable teams to watch in the country. Definitely going to be exciting, but their defense is going to be a total liability. What holds this team back from being a legitimate national title contender uh, to being essentially a seven or seven to nine win team? I think still going to be super fun to watch. And Greer is going to have to put up fifty to overcome his defense every game. Uh, they have tricky spots at NC State, at Texas Tech, and and at Texas. And they get Oklahoma at home. Uh, my question is: Does Dana Holgerson have the best hair in sports? No, it's a uh, homeboy at Oklahoma State. Forgot his name. How am I forgetting his name? I'm oh, man. I'm forty. <laughs> oh, Gundy? Yeah, Gundy. Thank you, Mike Gundy. Uh, yeah. Well, he Dan- cut his hair. He he. What? Well, yeah, he cut the mullet. Are you sure? Like, I saw it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think he cut his mullet, and he's he's trying to grow it back. That would be. Why would he do that? But Holgerson's got like this weird like comb over, long he's, hair he's, type deal. It's it's thinning like crazy. Isn't uh, it? on Holgerson, he's essentially bald. He's it's just there's just hair Hold somehow on, on his bald. Yeah, Dana head. Holgerson has like the Frank Reynolds. Time the fuck out. Yes. I need to know if Mike Gunny cut his mullet Dylan, off. Dylan, I'm trying to find that out for you, and I'm, because I'm this not having devastating a news. Haircut, but yes, this guy Dana Holgerson. No, this is not the best hair in sports. It's like, uh, it would hair it's, like it's alcoholic stepdad hair. Four remember, days ago, it says Mike Gundy ditches iconic mullet. Remember the prop comedian Gallagher, who yeah. who busted the watermelons. Watermelon guy. That's who Holgerson looks. His hair looks like his hair. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he also looks like uh, Trevor from Grand Theft Auto. That hair. <laughs> That's he's he's he looks really his, his hair is shit. Really disappointing that Gundy lost the mullet. Yeah, that's a fucking... I don't know why he would do such a thing. Gets new haircut. His wife got tired of it or something? Look, it's essentially the same haircut. The mullet has been tamed. It will be back, oh. I guarantee it. It's So look, he still has he, a mullet. Here's the photo. It's set up in a way to where... <laughs> if this is a man with a baby mullet, it will get back to full mullet status. He cleaned it up a bit. Dude, yes. why, why would he... No, you're just like in I want to grow a mullet stage. Yeah, I don't think Gundy really gets whole hair thing though. Like his barber is he's not a weird like dude. All there, you know. No. He he's a man though. He's he is 40. a man. He was forty at one point. He's no, like he's 50 like forty five or eight or something. Yeah. Number eighteen, we got Mississippi State. Nick Nick Fitzgerald is back after that gruesome dislocated ankle he suffered in last year's Egg Bowl. Could honestly be a blessing as he's worked more to develop his passing abilities in the off season in case he's not the same type of runner. Uh, the aforementioned Jay uh, or Joe Moorhead comes in from Penn State and gets a p- 
pretty talented team that Dan Mullen left behind. Aries Williams uh, is a workhorse in the backfield. He had 236 carries last year, but expect him to get more involved in the passing game as Moorhead loves to throw the ball to his backs. They have some dudes on defensive line. Uh, Montez Sweat had double-digit sacks last year, and they return all four starters, and they rotate eight deep. It's a tight name. It, It is. They go to LSU, to Bama, and to Ole Miss, and they get Auburn and A&M at home. Uh, my question about Mississippi State, they're definitely, I think they're going to be a very good team in the <laughs> SEC, but how much money does one have to pay you to visit Starkville, Mississippi? 500 bucks. Yeah, I'll go check it out. If you pay for the if you pay for the uh, the travel and the lodging, you know, 500, Stark, 500 on top of that. Stark Vegas is a cool nickname for a, a town. I'll uh, come through, get real fucked up, come home. Yeah, throw down with some five hundred bucks. Yeah, sure. Do they, Do they have a casino? Could you th- throw some fucking? Oh, if they have dice. Have no Can you throw I'll some dice. I don't know if they do. I'll still take the five hundred bucks if you give it to me. So only it only take five hundred bucks to get you to Starkville, Mississippi. Well, and travel and lodging. Yeah, travel and lodging. Okay, five hundred dollars to spin <laughs> to spin at the bars. Yes, that probably goes a long way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, number nine team. We got Florida State. Cam Akers broke the seminal record for rushing yards by a freshman last year and is one of the most talented backs in the country. Willie Taggart takes over his dream job for Jimbo Fisher after one year at Oregon. He's a great recruiter, but it's never really been a problem getting talented guys into Tallahassee. He brings an up-tempo spread attack from Jimbo's pro-style offense, but I'm not sold on him as a game-day coach. Uh, They haven't named a starter, but James Blackman has been getting first-team reps after DeAndre Francois missed spring ball. And one of the tougher schedules in the country, but they have a plethora of talent, and they should definitely be better than their seven wins last year. My question to you guys is, Florida State the hottest school in the country? Hottest as in the the co-eds? What are we talking about? You mean in general? Undergrads. No, it's not. It's top. It's top uh, three. Who's before it? Arizona is number one. Okay. I will take that to the grave. It's number one. Man, I have a University of Arizona, not Arizona State, which is also probably top ten. There, I I would argue that there is about ten schools in the tier one area for co-ed talent that none of which you could put on top of the others. And there's like six of those ten are in Florida, and then there's Arizona, there's Arizona State. There's a couple in California, but I mean we've most, already we've already touched in past episodes how much Dylan thinks that the talent in California is overrated. Yes, and that's yes. fine. But Florida State, all right. Look, here's the deal: Florida as a state, all of the schools in it have a very great female population. I don't know how many of those chicks actually go to any of those schools. We used to run a recurring series on TFM, and it was these. Sororities would send in their Tumblr accounts. Remember this shit, right? Yeah, and I, we would host them on the site. Right. I. It could be argued that I am the authority on this over anyone in the country. It could be argued because yes. I went through all of these, and there were hundreds of them. But it was years ago, and you know how these things shift. Yeah, it, it was a few years ago. They shift, also, dude. They shift quickly. Ross is pretty knowledgeable on the subject. He runs. The TFM girls Instagram. Yeah, fair. so I'm I'm familiar with fair, it too, and fair. it's no, but I think but these are one-off chicks though. I'm talking like whole absolutely. Whole I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're yeah. saying, and I I think it, that's what makes it difficult. It's like if you get a better picture of the whole the student body as a whole by doing <laughs> what you were doing by going through those Tumblr accounts because yeah. you're seeing big groups of girls and like you know there's always a couple that you're like holy shit, and then the the more average ones you're like oh, okay. 
But it's it's I don't think you could pick one school and definitively say it's the hottest student body on the planet. But Florida State is certainly up there. If Florida in general, if you had to oh, pick Florida's a state way up there. to go just wander around looking for hotties, it'd be Florida. They've, there's a lot more universities than there are in Arizona. Arizona has good choices, but there's six or seven schools in Florida. And you also have to think about the hundreds of thousands of just smoking hot chicks who are wandering around the state of Florida that aren't enrolled in any universities that claim to go to FIU or FAU or fucking Miami International, all these schools that I'm not even sure exist. And they just go into like an unmarked white van. Yeah, and then they yeah. and they but they go to all the tailgates and shit at all these different universities as well. You're in a good spot if you're in Florida. Uh, number twenty, Virginia Tech. Is that the last thing I said? No. Josh Jackson is back uh, for his second year in Justin Fuente system. Uh, one of the most promising freshmen to start the season last year, but he faded towards the end. Uh, not a ton of proven talent on this team, um, but Bud Foster on the defensive end should always put together a decent defense. The schedule isn't terribly hard, so they could be an 8-9 to nine win team, but not necessarily be as good as an 8-9 to nine win team. Uh, so their record will probably be better than the actual team. Uh, my question about Virginia Tech to you guys is, do you know what a Hokie is? Is it a bird? <laughs> is it? Well, their mascot, like the guy that walks right, is a turkey, right? That's not a Hokie, That's though. what I think, yeah. Then I don't know. I think a Hokie is a, is a type of, is a person, Correct. Yeah, you're right. Virginia uh, Hokie is, is a I've, Virginia Tech fan. That's that's their that's mascot. It. That's it. Okay. It's a fan of Virginia Tech. <clears throat> that's lame. That's lame as shit. Yeah, I remember looking this up at some point and being like, "All right, <laughs> <laughs> great work, guys." But yeah, uh, that's Virginia Tech for you. Um, Twenty-one, my University of Central Florida Knights. Ooh. What? What? Defending national champions. Wow. Yeah. I'll just say undefeated. Are you backing away from your wow. national championship, Dan? So I liked like last year when I was doing the whole bit. I thought it was funny because I thought we were trolling everybody. You don't think it's funny. Oh, I don't think it's a bit. I, th I thought it was for real. See, there was a lot of guys who were on my end of the spectrum that were like, "All right, yeah, we'll just troll these guys," and it's it's funny. And then the joke kind of got into people's heads, and then they seriously thought we were the national champions. A lot of UCF students and fans. Oh, you mean there's people who there's who, people who, are, who have oh, ruined the hardcore's this. freaked you out. They Pe ruined it. Yeah, UCF Twitter Mafia. There's some people on there that like are making legitimate claims. It's like, come uh, on, guys. It's, it was funnier as a joke. We don't have to really take this seriously. That's that's unfortunate, and that typically is the way it goes with good jokes like that. Is it gets, gets ruined, ruined by people yeah. who uh, just don't know any better. But I, I still love my national championship shirt that I took a picture of with Blake Bortles. Like Blake Bortles hugged me because of that shirt. So that's that's something you'll great. always have. You know, I'll always have that moment. You will. Uh, so Josh Heupel. Uh, pretty much he just needs to not crash the Ferrari he was given on offense. We got Mackenzie Milton, Otis Anderson, Adrian Killens, uh, Dredrick Snelson, Gabe Davis. They're all back. Plus we have Ole Miss transfer Trey Nixon. Uh, so we're we're going to run this back on offense. Like We're going to be stacked. Hopefully he doesn't fuck it up. Uh, Mizzou didn't really start clicking on as a team. Micah can attest to this on offense last season until about the uh, the end of the season when they beat up on a bunch of teams with losing records. Mizzou actually didn't beat a single team with a winning record. So I'm going to pump the brakes on my expectations on what I think Heupel's going to be. Okay. Because I have no idea. Um, he might have just got a job off beating a bunch of shitty teams. Uh, we got Randy, Sh Randy Shannon as our uh, defensive coordinator. He can recruit the fuck out of the state of Florida, but I don't know if he's actually a good defensive coordinator. Uh, UCF was second in the country last year in forcing turnovers with 32 last year. I don't really see that happening again. That's hard to maintain. Yeah. Uh, 
And then our schedule, we got at UNC, at Memphis, at USF. FAU, Pitt, Temple, and Navy are at home, but I sadly don't think we're going undefeated this year. Yeah, uh, well, if you get you know close, that'd be great, Dan. Yeah, the over-under for us is 9.5. I'm leaning towards the under. Just because so, you don't want to be disappointed? Just because I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to expect from Heibel. I'm going to temper my expectations. So, But my question for you is how long before I talk myself into us running back in an undefeated season? Week two, week three. If you're undefeated, week three. If you beat the first, you know, respectable team on your schedule, I don't know who it is. Uh, who is it? That's that's when. week three. That's when it'll happen for you. I think we got North Car- when we play North Carolina. Okay, I think if we beat week North three. Carolina, I'll probably talk myself into it. But yeah, week one we play UConn. We'll be we'll beat UConn by fifty because UConn is is nobody. They're one of the worst teams in the country. Yeah, I three weeks. If you beat UConn, if you beat. South Carolina State. I hate that game. And if you beat UNC, I'd rather cancel that game than play South Carolina State. You will thoroughly have talked yourself into it, I assure you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, number 22, we got Boise State. They got 16 returning starters, including four-year starter at quarterback Brett Ripon. Just about everyone on the defense is back, and they will statistically be one of the best teams in the country points per game. Uh, Brian Harson's team seems to uh, be everyone's pick for the New York Six Group of Five team. Uh, and they should really have no problems outside of Oklahoma State on their schedule. My question for Boise State to you guys, do you like watching games on the Smurf turf? No. Fuck it's no. It's off-putting. It's one of my least... I don't even want to talk about this. It's off-putting. It's fuck no is my answer. We can move forward. Thank you. Yeah, I, we'll, I just we'll despise that shit. It's so bad. Yeah, Boise's probably... <sighs> the only gimmick. thing that makes me think they're not going to be the New Year's Six uh, group of five representative is because they're everybody's pick. And usually that's not how it happens. You just are going off gambling mentality of the public being wrong. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to say they don't they don't go undefeated or 11-1 and play in the Sugar Bowl or something or the Fiesta Bowl. Okay. I'm going to say it's going to be someone else. Not UCF, but it could be somebody else. Uh, number 23, we got Dylan's Texas Longhorns. Championship. We got Sam Ellinger, who was just named QB1. Yeah. How you like that? I, th- I think he's the obvious choice. Okay. Uh, Sammy. I think the kid's got, uh, he's got the win. He's, he knows how to win a little bit better than the other kid. Which his name is? Buchel? Shane Buchel, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, I like him. Well, I mean, you guys got a stable of running backs. You got uh, Tennille Carter. Uh, you have Ingram, you have Daniel Young, you have Trey Watson. You didn't want to try to say Keontae. We have a stable of I, just okay running back. Keontae, it's actually <laughs> an easier name than I thought. Yeah, but the offense is going to suck. Spe- it's terrifying. The spelling is terrifying, It's but it's not that hard. I wrote it down. The offense <laughs> is going to suck because it sucked since, uh, let's see, 2000, 2009 was the last time we had a good offense. You just got to fucking hand the ball off. No, why do you think that? The offense was more exciting to watch last year than it has Dad, been what in makes five you think years. Texas has a respectable running game. I, he just rattled off four names. I just okay. gave you four guys that are going to get touches. Even, I've heard of one of these guys, and I'm a Longhorn fan. Uh, these guys suck. That's not good. <laughs> the offensive line is, is a joke. <laughs> that's not good if you haven't The receivers are really good. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we got the de- defense. <laughs> lost a decent amount of talent to uh, the NFL in graduation. But we got Todd Orlando back in the saddle. The best name in coaching. Todd Orlando. So he's definitely going to have that side of the ball yes. clicking. Defense is going to be humming, I think. Toddy Orlando. Best name in college Todd football. Todd Orlando. That's uh, really, I think it comes down to Sammy Ellinger not making bonehead mistakes and you guys being 
able to look, win Texas the Big 12. Is gonna, Texas is going to be a pretty decent team. Uh, eight win. I'd, I'd be cool with so, eight wins. Okay. Nine, nine, I'd be very happy with nine. They're decent, but are they back? Texas is back. That's the question Texas, Texas. is back, Bill. Oh, my God. Write it the fuck down, Put bitch. Put a bullet in my knee. Write it down, bitch. All right. 24, we got Oregon. Justin Herbert's back. Last year, Oregon went 6-1 and one in games he played before injury, uh, and he averaged 52 points per game. In the games he missed, they went 1-4, and four, and they only averaged 15 points per uh, game. It seems like he might be an important piece to their puzzle. His health is pretty vital. Wow. Uh, the defense was actually really good under Jim Levitt last year, and it was a pretty big move for Oregon to keep him when uh, – Mario Christ- when they hired Mario Cristobal. Uh, not really sold on Cristobal yet, though. Uh, players went to bat for him getting the ho- head coaching job after Taggart left, and they no-showed for their first game under the head coach in the bowl game against Boise. That's a problem. It's always a bad look when you're like, oh, yeah, he- I want him as our coach, and then you just... But it's always a weird situation the at the end of the year like that. Yeah. Like You never know how that's going to translate to the next season. Team definitely goes as far as Herbert takes him, and I'm thinking probably a nine-win season for the Oregon Ducks. Uh, my question for Oregon is, can you think of a better booster than Phil Knight? No. Fuck no. Absolutely not. That is by far and away the best booster in sports. Uh, if you don't know who he Phil Knight is. He has done so much for that program, it's unbelievable. Help yourself to a fucking... It's the only reason Oregon as a school is relevant at all. It's the only reason they have any of the sports teams they have. It's single-handedly. Phil Knight is the University of Oregon. It is. Oh, that's so tight to have him. Yeah, it's fucking. They have a new really jersey cool. combination every game. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably. Practice. I will say this. I'm rooting for Oregon to get back into like top ten position at some point soon. I think it's more fun when they're well, when, when they're really good. I am dating an Oregon duck. So you are. That, that would be. Wow. That would be good for my. Well, ducks fly together. Yeah. Good no, for I the just. Homestead. I want to see the. Uh, you know, I just think it's fun when Oregon's got some shine. 24 isn't going to cut it. I need him in the top 10 for it to count. Number 25, we have LSU to round it all out. The Tigers already have players or players that are having player-only meetings, and the season hasn't started. Oh, that's never a good sign. <laughs> hitting the panic button already? Players-only meetings are the <laughs> ultimate panic button in yeah. sports. And when you get – first of all, if you're in a situation where you have to have a players-only meeting – you should probably do it in a way that the press doesn't get wind of it, which for some reason is never the case. Everybody always finds out about these somehow. And uh, yeah, to have a preseason players only meeting on a college football team is a, is a problem. Uh, Joe Burrow transfers in from Ohio State. Uh, he'll probably be QB1. And then we have uh, Steve Esminger takes over as the OC after departing Matt Canada, who said uh, Ed Orgeron never let him run his true offense. So, uh, Esminger has... <laughs> what does that even mean? He's been with LSU for nine years, and people aren't super stoked about his promotion. So, a lot of people think he's just going to run a, what Coach O wants. So, Matt Canada said he, uh, Coach O didn't really let him open the playbook up. Right. So, yeah. okay, they're saying they need somebody who tells their head coach to fuck off and let him run the offense? Yeah. Well, they they hi- essentially hired a yes man. This sounds like a Coach O problem more than a... They hired a yes man for their OC. Okay. Well, yeah, it's never good when the guy that's, you know, at the helm of the ship is refusing to let other people do what they need to do to to have success. So if things get ugly in Dallas week one against Miami, I'm pretty sure there's going to be plenty of Coach O hot seat talk for the remainder of the season. So that's what we have to look forward to for this LSU season. That is not an interesting storyline to me at all. No. That they we run with that type of shit way too much during college football season. 
which coaches are on the hot seat. I don't fucking care. I care about the the product on the field and who's winning and who. I don't like. To, I hate that. That it often dominates the conversation. I think LSU probably doesn't have a super spectacular season. But my question for you guys is: there are better game day experience at Bat than Baton Rouge. You know I'm not qualified to answer that. I so have I been to three home games in Baton Rouge, and as far as regular season venues go, I'm going to say yes. That it is, is the it best. Is the best. The best that I've been to, anyway. However, I have been to a game at the Rose Bowl, and I know they have regular season games there as well. But I I, I went to a national championship game there, Texas Alabama '09. The surrounding environment at the Rose Bowl. I don't know if it. I don't know if it can get much better than that. Why you say that? It's in Pasadena. Uh, it's in Pasadena, which is just a like a quaint little suburb of L.A. and it's just gorgeous. Like the trees are, and it's amazing. It's uh, it's on a golf course. There you go. You are literally tailgating outside the stadium on fairways and next to bunkers and next to greens. It's a, you're on a golf course. It's insane. People people don't fuck up the course. I'm sure it takes a beating, but they get it. They somehow get it back in shape. Wow. Yeah, you're tailgating on a golf course. It's really, really cool. That sounds cool. Uh, the stadium, it's, it's not like it's old and it, it's co- it's just a cool place. It's just a really cool place. Is okay. What what is it that makes the you know game day experience in Baton Rouge so insane? Other than the quantity of people and the uh, the quality of people as well, the people watching I know is is ridiculous. Baton Louisiana. Rouge outside of the campus is not much to write home about. It's right. just a you know a town in Louisiana. Uh huh. But the campus is sick. It's really, really cool. Okay. Uh, they have this huge. I don't. I know there's a name for it, but I can't think of it. The area where they tailgate. It's massive, and all the you know the Greek the Greeks show up, and the tailgating is just unbelievable. Good bar scene. It, ta- it just takes over the whole campus, man. A lot of Greek and citizens in Baton Rouge. The what? You mean fraternity and sorority guys? Yeah, yeah. Girls, yeah. not yeah. actual not people, people from Greece. They've not, not Greek citizens. Not Greeks. The okay. stadium is it's nuts. It's it's so loud and crazy and the people there are just all about football and and everything it's just a cool place death valley huh death valley it's wild yeah i don't want to die yeah but i have heard it's incredible at some point i would like to make it to a game in baton rouge i just can't but there are cool tailgating traditions all over the country oh for sure really cool there's a lot of schools that don't get any credit for having an incredible tailgate scene on on saturdays at washington they do a thing called uh there's a few names for it, but they they basically they tailgating on boats because the campus yeah, the campus right, right there lake. butts up right next to love a good boat. I don't know what like inlet is place. it Lake Erie? It is no, not. Lake Erie is Pennsylvania and Ohio. All right, dude, I was just taking a guess. I only know a few lakes. Stern getting the Great Lakes, call it, something like that. <laughs> anyway, it's tight too. Did you say Stern gating? I think they call it that or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, sounds like a uh, like a like some kind of controversy that involves David Stern. <laughs> Sterngate, Sterngate, <laughs> the frozen yeah. envelope. Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> so that's the top twenty-five. Uh, we got some Heisman odds, but first, a new message from our friends at On It, On It, On It dot com slash Grandex. Check it out. They are pimping out their new product, Total Human. Micah, you, you just took the microphone. Yeah, yeah. as we know, On It is the Total Human optimization company. They are, and their newest product is just called Total Human. Basically, it's everything you need in one package so it's all of the best of their supplements wrapped in one so you don't have to go out and buy all of the things you just get it it's the convenient day and night packs uh complete with essential vitamins minerals herbs amino acids to help you optimize yourself with ease 
And as they say, the difference is day and night. Ooh. This includes Alpha Brain, Shroom Tech Sport, uh, Strombone, and Total Human Bee Complex. That's your day package. Yeah, oh, shit. Your night package. There's more. Is New Mood, Virotech, and Key Minerals. Uh, and then in both packs, you've got Shroom Tech Immune, Krill Oil, and uh, Spirulina and Clarera. I don't. They're they're superfood. <laughs> they're Spirina. green superfood stuff, Clara. and they're dope. I I don't know how to say them, but I take them and I, I can't enjoy either. them. All right, this is this is what I need because I I can't like keep track of all the different things on my own. I need these packs. Yeah. I need I need total human. Pack it's super then. easy. So if you just go to grand uh, on it.com/slash grandex, you save ten percent. Get the total human, and you'll be fully optimized. Not it's, to mention, total human itself is forty percent savings compared to buying the supplements individually. That's Ooh. it. You just get it. You take one in the morning. You take one in the afternoon. You're done. Get sexy. You're fucking optimized. Hell yeah. On it.com/slash grandex. Total. Uh human so we have uh some heisman odds this is according to mybookie.ag our friends yes um, uh, the favorite right now stanford running back bryce love and then our boy tua that's at, wild at plus 650 I'm, I'm a little surprised by that that's uh, that has to be just by popularity like by general consensus yeah it's probably the public just being stupid right They're, they'd bet on to it I, I, so. would, I would you know i wouldn't be shocked if he was like a top 10 preseason heisman favorite but like i don't think number, alabama's ever had a uh, heisman winning quarterback number two come on yeah what uh then you have wisconsin running back jonathan taylor at plus 650 arizona quarterback khalil tate khalil tate 10 to 1 will greer west virginia 12 to 1 tris mcsorley penn state 12 to 1 uh shea patterson 12 to 1 in michigan uh, Dwayne Hoskins, uh, sixteen to one at Ohio State. Jake Fromm, sixteen to one at Georgia. Justin Herbert, sixteen to one at Oregon. Uh, Jarrett Stidham, twenty to one Auburn. Jake Brown, twenty to one Washington. Uh, DeAndre Swift, twenty five to one at Georgia. Cam Akers, twenty five to one Florida State. Mackenzie Milton, twenty five to one UCF. And then uh, AJ Dillon, who's a nice little dark horse at thirty three to one at Boston College. Nobody at Boston College is winning the fucking Heisman. He's running back, man. Boston College is going to be much better than you think this year. I just don't know if we as a people are ready for that yet. <clears throat> and then we got some better, uh, so on mybookie.ag, we got some some cool little prop bets. Uh, I think this is a lock right here. First coach to be fired. DJ Durkin, <laughs> minus 150. <laughs> that just seems like a lock, right? Dude. That guy's getting fired. If you were a favorite, a minus 150 favorite to be fired... On mybookie.ag, you should probably just quit. That's. <laughs> is he the only coach well, that's a favorite? That's an well, insane yeah, he, he odds. Just, he just murdered a man. Well, he didn't murder, but he killed a kid. Oh. Remember the, the whole Maryland story? Shouldn't, shouldn't. Well, let's not say he killed a kid. He didn't kill a kid. He shouldn't kill kids. A though. kid died on his watch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got into that, I think, last week. But yeah, he, yeah, he got, probably gets fired before the season He's starts. got blood on his hands. <laughs> Old DJ. Yeah, shame. So, uh, but yeah, our friends at my bookie, you know, ever since I started, the, we started this podcast, uh, people have been asking for like, where can I bet? Where can we go? Where, where can I actually gamble on games? Guess what? We're telling you right now. It's mybookie.ag. Yes. Instead of .com, it's .ag, mybookie.ag. Okay. Lay down some cash, get on there, play some bets, play with us. And win. They've been in business for years. We have a promo code. They're they're a trusted source. They have great reviews online. And they have an easy-to-use mobile site. Very easy. We've used it many, 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 many times. Uh, Backdoor, though, is our promo code. 
If you join now and use that promo code BACKDOOR to activate your offer, MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar, which is crazy. MyBookie.com. I'm dot .ag. I apologize. M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. And don't forget to use that promo code BACKDOOR. You play. You win. You get paid. You get paid. So we got a little surprise guest. We got a special guest to join us. Uh, at the end of the episode here it is the return we got our man is he actually coming in here he's coming in i just i just slacked him oh fuck oh you talking about you talking about one j bone talking about one jabone noted wisconsin badger jared borislow the bone zone's back baby i wonder when he'll walk in that door I hope he trips Any over the Yeti now. that you put by the Any door. Minute now, you know. Any minute now. Any minute now. Just, oh, and there he is. is. Here's the moron himself. Hey, come take a seat, guy. We're recording here. Like Jared, now, hurry up. Jared, sit your ass down. We're not hitting pause. We're, we're This is the show. You need to find a microphone quickly, sir. Get on the mic. Any second now. Any se- Are you wearing an undershirt, Jared? Well, he's wearing an overshirt. Is this thing on? He's wearing the Bone Zone disgusting T-shirt. Are you familiar with the fact that we live in Texas where it's quite hot? What is the undershirt for, dude? What are you, in middle school? He just threw the Bone Zone shirt on just for the segment. Over oh, at the shirt he was okay. Please hush. Please hush. Thank you. Please hush. Please hush. That shirt. Please Welcome put. to the... Bone Zone! Micah hit the chime. Micah's not even in here. Not no, in here I dog. am now producing the show. Dan is Dan playing. hit the chime. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I love this fucking song though. It's a great song. It's me. I do enjoy the uh, skeleton xylophone very much. Thank you, thank that's, you. That's 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 what we do here on that's the Bone really Zone. That's really what gets me through the Bone I Zone. I just really hope we don't get sued by Disney. Please, Quite please dope. hush, Ross hush, Dan okay, hush. Right, right, can right. you keep this short? Uh, no, it's I'm, me. I really want to leave. The patron saint of the underboys, J Bone, and I'm back after going 100% completely undefeated my last time around here on Backdoor Cover. That is a blatant lie. <laughs> I was undefeated because I got everything wrong, which means I got everything right. Dan, please hit the ooh ah sound effect. Ooh. Ah. Like mattress, mattress, uh, mattress firm, isn't that who does? Ooh, uh, I don't know. Uh, whatever. I took a year off from the Bone Zone, as many of you know. To share you were undefeated last year. I did. I did go undefeated last year. Everybody knows this because I didn't do any. Okay. I took a year off, and I had to shore up my bulletproof system and focus on myself. You know, uh, after after such a taxing season, I had to I had to go and I had to figure out what I really wanted. And during that time, I accomplished a lot of life firsts. I did keto for like a week and a half. I perfectly roasted a rack of lamb. I sailed around the Indian Ocean with a tiger named Richard Parker after my family's ship sunk and the two of us against all odds formed a bond that would last a lifetime. Uh, Dan hit the tiger roar sound effect. I milked my first goat on the foothills of Baba Mountain in Macedonia. That is not true. What? (laughs) And I milked my first prostate on those very same foothills. That's a true story. You stuck your finger up Who's prostate? Uh, That doesn't matter. Keep going. Did you just... Did you just claim to have milked your own prostate? I, w- I milked a prostate. I'm not going to make any speculation. What as comes to out when you milk a prostate? Anyways, oh, all damn. this is to say that when it comes to the Bone Zone's return, in the words of Bruce Buffer, it's time! Thoughts? Ross? I had I, none. 
I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand, but frankly, it doesn't matter. What's what's not to understand? I'm I'm confused. What is this segment, Jared? What are you doing here? This is the bone zone. You you're very familiar with the bone are zone. Are you going to give us some kind of pick or something? Are you going to make a pick? Or you Dylan, to? I'm going to get there in due time. You're a bone zone bozo for <laughs> suggesting that I go faster than I really wanted to. Yeah. Dan, Dan hit the bone zone bozo sound effect. Bone oh zone bozo. Oh my god. Russ, Russ, what? Can you please <laughs> act like you want to be here right now, Dylan? You too. Come on. Dylan's standing up. I'm this not is a standing desk. I'm not a good actor. We've been in here for almost two hours. Hey, what do you want from me? All I was told was prepare a bone zone. I had no say in the length of this well, podcast. Well, deliver the bone Dude, zone. Deliver Quit your fucking Ross segment. Jesus. Ross, suck a toad. Suck a toad. Dylan tried to ruin my surprise return by looking at my computer screen yesterday while I was fastidiously working on this bone zone rundown. Fastidiously. not true. Dylan, he walked over and I had to click out, uh, but I have fast fingers and I was able to minimize the tab. Do you know where my fingers got that fast? On the foothills of Macedonia. Dan, hit the prostate sound effect. What the, what the fuck is that? <laughs> All I know is that for the 2018-19 season, I'll be going undefeated once more and bringing joy into the hearts of the J-Boys, Boners, Boneheads, Underboys, and Bone City Brawlers everywhere around the world. Worldwide. Fun Fuck fact. They're in Argentina. They're in Paraguay. They're in many African countries as they're well. They're world travelers. You so. get it. Um, it's time for business, silly boys. <laughs> J-Bones. Look, never... Lock Listen, of the week. Never call me a silly boy. <laughs> as long as you live. No promises. <laughs> J-Bones. Lock of the week. New Mexico State is somehow playing on each of the first two game days of the 2019 season. August 25th. 25th? Is that right? <laughs> is that right? <laughs> that is correct. You're yes. stuck on prostate thought. <laughs> oh, I am. August 25th and August 30th. My initial thought was that of a simpleton, like maybe Dan or Ross over here, some okay. toad suckers, okay. that less time to rest equals tired legs, which equals poor on-field performance. But then I light eyes upon a beautiful stud. A big boy with a beef bust, the New Mexico State Aggies mascot, Pistol Pete. Ooh. You guys ever seen this? You guys see this? You hear about this? You seen this? You hear about this? <laughs> yeah, uh, I've seen Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete is the most handsome, burly, strapping, old man... Grit silver fox, beautiful big boy I've ever seen in my entire life. I wish I looked like Pistol Pete. And I hope to look like him someday. He's a beautiful man. What's more, we know Pistol Pete is a bad boy because, number one, his name is Pistol Pete. Number two, he is an independent as NMSU is not in a conference. And that means this bulgy, bulgy man and his team cannot be contained by the constructs of society. Thoughts, Dylan? Nope. Uh, yeah, I'd like to say something about Pistol Pete. Yeah. For the record, this is an actual human, um, not... Wearing a costume. Is it Pistol Pete Maravich? No. It is a man wearing chaps, possibly assless. I'm not positive. And then uh, a fake mustache, which here's the, my problem with this, this Pistol Pete character. You can't have a fake mustache. I was referring to the cartoon dramatization that is their logo. Now, he is very cool. He, I'm into yes, him. Yes, yes. Very he's cool. He, he looks like he... A badass. He's been in too many fights... Looks like he's milked a few prostates. He's got a little bit of cauliflower ear going on. Uh, maybe a hard drug user, but also strapped. Because of Pistol Pete and his lack of being able to be contained by society and also how he's a beautiful, uh, beautiful man. J-Bones, lock of the week, is actually a lock of the next two weeks. It is the New Mexico State Aggies to win outright in their first two games versus both Wyoming and Minnesota. P.J. Fleck, more like... PPJ Fleck, which stands for Pistol Pete just flecked PJ Flex Minnesota Golden Losers out of the stadium. 
I don't need. What is wrong? So with in you? two weeks they, they're going to beat Minnesota. You're not. They're going to be. You're not rowing the boat. They're beating Wyoming. Then they're going to beat Minnesota, and they might even go to another bowl game. Doug Martin, their head coach, just got a contract four years. They won their their bowl game last year. They did. They're seven and six. They did. I won money on that. I bet on that. Cool. We don't care. Dylan, what's next, man? Oh, that's 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 the bone zone. Thank you, Jared. We really appreciate it. So they're beating you. Wyoming and they're beating Minnesota. Outright. Outright. This is, you can lock Parlay it. it. This was a thrilling in. bone zone. Thank I, you. It's back. The bones. I know you guys have had a long podcast. I wasn't aware of that when I was told to prepare a segment for it. But. Can we do, can we close out with the uh, skeleton's elephone as can well? Can I ask a question? What is the clapping thing? Why do you clap every time you say bone zone or whatever? This is the lock, the lock, of, the, of, the lock the of the week. It's clap. my lock of the week clap. I wish you How guys go could again? see. J-Bones. Log of the week. Now I, I imagine that that sounds sort of interesting. Well, he does but it right you, in front of the microphone. Could, if you could see his face and and him him actually physically clapping, it's even funny. And I'm wearing a bone zone shirt. And you just you just couldn't be stupider looking. Let me let that, me. I'll, I'll close the show out. What's Thanks. shocking about that shirt is that uh, we sell it. <laughs> yeah, if you want to buy a bone zone <laughs> shirt, I don't know why. Hit me up. Uh, I'll close this out. You guys can get out of here. I actually, uh, <laughs> yeah, play, yeah. Bring hey, us home, Jared. Thank All you, right. Jared. Thank you. That was the bone zone. And I'm here now to speak right into your fucking ear holes. We're not, what is that uh, genre of YouTube called? ASMR. ASMR? Yeah, ASMR. this is some ASMR. Let's Can you do that and like tell them to listen. rate and subscribe to the podcast? Let's got, get fucked. You've got switch ears and shit too. You've got you. three things you need to do. Number one, rate. Number one. Number two, review. Number two. Number three, find a prostate and fucking oh. milk it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. For real. I'm leaving. This has been the Bone Zone. Dan, hit the exit music. And thank you, Jared. That's back to our cover. Uh, we'll that see you was next an week. interesting one. Yeah. All right. Goodbye.